Buzzkill Podcast, where today we tried to decide which we like more, the movie or the cheese. <laughs> and the man of her nightmares. <laughs> did you practice that laugh was in that the good? car? No, I didn't. Yeah, it was, was awesome. Good? Good. That was the first time I did it. First uh, time I did it. That was actually really, really good. Sounded just about as good as it did in the movie. All right. Uh, hi, James. I'm hi. Uh, Hi, James. I'm Mike. Hi, Mike. I'm James. Hi. How are Hi, you? Good. How, are, how are you? I'm already pissed off about this episode. Why? Because we're going to fight. Like, Our, I, I already know it. We're going to fight. We don't have to fight. We're going to fight. <laughs> it's what we do. It's what we do on the show. We make people uncomfortable by fighting with each other. Here's... here's uh, we, have, we have no chemistry on this show anymore. You here's, know that. Here's my vow. I'm not going to fight with you tonight. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm gonna tell you my my honest to goodness opinions from my heart, and I'm not gonna fight you. Oh, I peaked. And it's and, it, that. and it's gonna make for a really no. boring episode. How how did you peak and I didn't? <laughs> you made me laugh pretty hard <laughs> when when you did your Herman Munster laugh. <coughs> oh my god! I think my asthma is gonna kill me now. Oh no! This would be the third asthma attack I've had today. Oh no, Freddie. Oh, I think he's getting. Ooh, oh, Freddie getting you? That's that's appropriate. What the hell is he saying to her? You want to suck face? She's like, no. Oh God, that's awesome. All right. Um, yeah, <clears throat> well, anyway, hi. Anyway, hey man, what's going on? Not much. Uh, how how have you how have you been, sir? Good. Yeah. Uh, what have we been doing since? I, oh, I came to your party. We had a party. Your gala. Hey, the fall gala. We had a gala. It was really fun. It turned out really good. Yeah, your backyard looked really good you know i don't i don't like complimenting you so i'll I'll compliment your girlfriend right now that's fine Kristen. the backyard looked spectacular she's not gonna look (laughs) even though i'm pretty sure you probably designed most of it uh who me yeah you um we mean we did it together we designed together she designed the the whole photo op area was totally her uh was her her vision well obviously with her being a She's not a photographer. Not a not a. She's the creative one. Not a photographer, but she's around photography sets all the time. She's a photographer. She's a photographer. Well, with her with her being on photo sets all the time. Sure, sure. That makes sense. Uh, That she would know how to set up a photo booth. That was her deal. We tag teamed the food, the deck area. We tag teamed that. Everything else was just kind of uh, two of us together, and we made it happen. It looked good. It It was a very like it was very. uh, When I said gala, cozy and meant gala. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. I mean, when you think gala, you think, like, where's my red carpet, dude? Uh, so, so. <laughs> dude, were you going to get a red carpet? I tried to get a red carpet. I was looking for, I was uh, actually looking for, uh, so so here, the, the plan was this. We were going to have a um, tablet set up with a, a photo thing on it, like a yeah, tablet yeah. where you could take photos or sure, whatever. Yeah. And we were going to have a carpet that you walked down. At least, and <laughs> as you walked in or whatever, you could pose for the camera and then we were going to like whatever. It was going to be stupid fun and whatever. Sure, yeah. It was, the whole thing was just dumb. Except for you can't do a red carpet for a fall gala. It had to be like like a a burnt a burnt orange or oh, something. Oh, well, fair. Yeah, you whatever. Know. I couldn't find anything to begin with though. So that was that. But uh, yeah, no, it, I think honestly probably one of the best parties we've ever thrown. I mean, you've how many have you thrown? Two. Two. <laughs> but this but, is number one. But both were really good. Uh, our holiday parties are pretty usually are usually pretty uh pretty all out too. I mean those those but, are just um, fun. But yeah, no, we uh we had a good time. We yeah. made made some chili for everyone and a bunch of other stuff, our snacks. Everybody enjoyed the drinks, which uh, we were happy about. Maybe a little too much, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. Well, no, I was I was fine, but like, you know <laughs> Your pe- wife was fucking toasted. Pe- people were getting people were getting pretty litty. It um, you know what the best part about it is, is I get to keep everything set up in the backyard now for the entire season, including including your easy up, that is just uh, chilling <laughs> at my house still. So I, if you want to come get that, I, uh, that'd I, be great. I literally forgot about it. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> you probably could have kept it. The um, the bag that it goes in, we hung it from the uh, the thing, and it just looks like a body bag hanging back there. Now. It does look like a body bag. Yeah. I've done that before, and it's yep. it's alarming. Yeah, um. it really is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, everything uh, everything went really good with that. So, yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun. Pretty pumped. Uh, that was that was the highlight of my week. I don't oh, think really? I've I don't think I've had anything else going on. So something that I did was the highlight of your week. Well, something that your girlfriend did. Uh, nah. no, something my girlfriend did was the highlight of my week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. How do you even do it? <laughs> I, I can't because my asthma is literally killing I, me. I don't think I. <laughs> I don't think I have it in me. To do that. Oh, you, gotta, you just gotta open your throat and blow. That, that's 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 it, dude. And that like, was the highlight of my me, week. Give me your best Herman. Come on. I don't Come, on. Th- Come on. I don't think I can do it. <laughs> It was there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude. Oh wow. Uh, forget the movie. Just listen to our show. I can't open my throat. I can't open my throat like I that. I can't I can open my throat. I can't open my lungs. Ah, dude. That's, oh my god. That's fantastic. Yeah, anyway um, though. Uh, well, uh, I'm going golfing tomorrow. Oh yeah? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm going golfing at Burning Tree, which is where my wedding reception was. And oh. I, I've never been able to golf there because up until this year it was always a private club. Ooh. And they opened it to the public. Nice. And they changed their name to B T B E E. T E E B T. So you changed your name from something super classy like Burning Tree, which is a cool classy name. Sure, sure. To B T, which is some. It sounds like the type of place that your like drunk Aunt Nancy would go golfing at. So fun story. Uh, we used to do a golf outing at the work at my work <laughs> at and, the work at the work, and uh, our, our our logo, uh, the saint that our church is named after, is the patron saint of beekeeping. Yeah. And so we used to call our golf outing the bee at the tee. See, that is cool. <laughs> that makes sense because <laughs> like the patron saint of sure, beekeeping, like sure. it, it works. But like, 
I can't figure out why they changed their name. I there's like a really famous uh, burning tree. I want to say it's in Vermont or something. It's on the East Coast somewhere. Okay. It's a very famous private all men's club, like Ooh. exclusively all men's. Like it's a. It's I've a, seen those documentaries. It's a. <laughs> it's a big source of controversy because you know, like well, any any time you have a place where it's exclusively James, all James, men, women can't golf. <laughs> I'm not doing it this time. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Dude. Oh my god. Um yeah, so I I'm I'm I don't know if like they reached out and they're like, "Hey, change your name or we're going to sue you." Even though you've been named Burning Tree for at least the last 12 years because I got married 12 years ago. Yep, that's true. Did they so they just changed it in the last year though. Uh yeah, I think so. I don't know if but they also changed to a public club gotcha so maybe they just changed it to a horrible name because it's public now maybe i have no idea well bt is still burning tree <sighs> right so but i'm well i'm I see, somebody see got, to me somebody like why not creative for their own good well yeah, or tried to, tried to and then yeah. it's like eh, it's, it doesn't work because if you're gonna change it to just bt change it to like bts just change it to the bt like that sounds cool eh, the, the bt sounds like a bad nightclub yeah that's true <laughs> It's better than every time you're every time you're golfing. It's just that's that's actually that's actually how I do my best golf. I'm used to golfing with Greg, so like there's always there's always jams kicking. Who are you going with? Usually, tomorrow? usually Whitney Houston. So I'm going with uh, my dad. Oh, and my brother-in-law. Oh, and my father-in-law. Nice. Um. And just it's a, the first just a bunch of swinging dicks, huh? It's the first time. It's the first time we're ever going to be together as a foursome. <laughs> Aha, seen that documentary. And also, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm really that one in particular. <laughs> I'm golfing there on tomorrow's going to be October first. Yes, I got married and had my wedding reception there on October second of two thousand ten. Okay, so I'm I'm. Almost twelve years to the day, going to be golfing there. So, what are you doing on the second then? Uh, hanging out with my wife. Doing. Uh, her hopefully. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Did you Did you get the rest of your cranks out? No, no. Uh, I don't know if I've hit twenty five. You yet. got a lot of work to do tonight, then. Yeah. No, this weekend. Well, no, I can't even. I have to send the samples into the lab first to make sure that there's no swimmers left. So you're not doing your wife on the second. Well, well I guess you could still do her. Yeah. Okay. I just risk it. Yeah, there you go. That's just it. just get off your biscuit and risk it, baby. <laughs> you know you what I mean? so hard if you got her pregnant again. <laughs> I do. Oh, my I'm, God. I'm so scared about that. That would be... Uh, it wouldn't be the worst, because obviously, if I had another baby, I'd be very happy, and well, I would you still love the baby job, so much, but... And you have all the time in the world. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But, like, yeah, I uh, I have no interest in being a father of, a, of, a, of, a, of an infant again. That doesn't interest me. Yeah, no, no. I was gonna say if hence you the vasectomy. If you get her pregnant again, mm-hmm. she is instantly gonna go vote yes on proposal three. That's that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, anything else interesting with you? Uh, no, not a whole lot. Uh, going to see the Wonder Years this weekend. Oh, that's dude. fun. At the shelter? Uh, no, they're at um the Royal Oak. They're coming to Royal Oak. When? Uh, Sunday. Oh. 
We got our uh, we got our tickets a little while back. Had a big snafu. I'll tell you about that off air. Had a big <laughs> snafu with getting tickets or whatever. But uh, yeah, I can have a little date it's, night. It's with an off air kind of story. It is kind of yeah. Oh yeah, I'll explain to you. Right. Uh, but having a little date night with the lady, going to see the Wonder Years. Cool one man. One of my favorite bands. Dude, their new record is so good. Oh my! I God, was actually so interested in going to that show. Well, fuck it, off. Well, it's like yeah. Uh, outside of that, I've just been watching uh, watching a bunch of horror movies. It's Halloween season, baby. Right on, dude. Yep. Right on. I like that. Speaking yep. of which, we need to pick a, a horror movie Ooh. to watch right now. So we should watch Schlock. We're going to, yeah, let's watch Schlock. <laughs> Done. That's sh- it's oh, shock. It's shock. I bet you. Why it's is it spelled? Look, it's spelled different. I it's don't know. spelled different it's when prob- you click on it because it's probably French. <laughs> the ah. f- <laughs> oh, the French. Um, yeah, yep. we're gonna watch that. I have no idea what it is, but yep, that's okay, what that's we're fine. gonna watch. That's fine. Um. And and what was I just gonna say? I don't know. We're gonna figure something out while we go to corrections. Ah, from last that's week. It. I don't know. Stupid! You're so stupid! Rude. All right. Really rude. Oh, what's what's rude? Just calling me stupid. Oh well, it's true. All <laughs> right. Uh, I have a couple of corrections here, James. Okay. Uh, this one's more just kind of tooting my horn at you. So toot toot. Uh, vertical horizon, James. Yeah. Uh, everything you want is definitely the better known song because it was at number one on the billboard charts you're a god only got to number 23 um i never just saying i never disputed that just saying i never disputed that though. just saying you were <laughs> wrong uh the singer of disturbs name is david draymond not david strayman oh i got that wrong. hey mark me down is who gives a shit i know uh <laughs> and that's it um you were right about sponge's touring schedule Ha-ha. They just kind of they just kind of play dates mm. and not like a full full on. Yeah. Don't get all fucking don't get all don't get a big head about they it. Don't, they don't absorb a lot of dates. <laughs> what? Like a sponge. <laughs> oh! <laughs> now it literally just sounds like you're having a heart attack. Oh, <laughs> uh, I might I might want to. It's like the boy who cried wolf, except for I'm gonna die of a fucking. I actually might need to run out and grab my inhaler at the next break. Because my lungs are on fire right now. From doing that? Yeah. Well, like I said, this would be the third time today that Can I've you do had it? What if you did it with, uh, like, what if you pour a really effervescent beer and then just kind of huff the, the. No, no, no. I can't huff say. the fumes. No. No? No. no. That no. wouldn't, that wouldn't nothing. lube up the the old lung box? Nope. Nothing in the lungs anymore. Oh. Steam, maybe, but that's about it. Bum scheme. Yeah, no. All right. And also from <laughs> Bloody Good Josh Entner. Of the bloody good film podcast, uh, the Cenobite Get Bentner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fucker. Ah. Um, the Cenobite in the new trailer, we referred to him as Chatterbox. Yeah, and that was obviously wrong. Fuck us. Us chatterer. It's chatterer. Yeah. Well. Yeah. What are you gonna do? But also, fuck you, Jot. Damn, dude. <clears throat> yeah. Quit being so bloody good. Good about everything. <laughs> uh, All right. Anyway, yeah, uh, cool. James. Yeah, what, dude. Uh, what, are we, what are we drinking this week? So, what are we doing this week? What are we doing this week? We are talking about. So, we've so far with the nightmare, uh, or not nightmare. Yeah, nightmare. This, this is good so far. So far, <laughs> keep Riddle. it up. So far with the nightmare series, we've been kind of trying to pair it up with like uh, something that falls in line with the the same kind of theme. Yes. This week we broke trend a little bit well, because. Well, it, Halloween season. It's Halloween There's season, and also out. a brand new movie coming out. A movie that start, has been talked about for quite a while now. By just us. 
by Joss Dawson yeah. and maybe one or two other people. Uh, so we watched The Munsters, the new Rob Zombie joint. And we watched Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4. It was four? Yeah. I watched five. I hope not. No, I did. Did you really? I did. Did you really? Yes. No, you didn't. I did. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, The Dream Warrior. The dream, no, Dream Master. No, The Dream Master. <laughs> did you watch Part 3? Uh, last week. Uh, the Dream Master. Um, yeah, so to go along with that, obviously, we, you know, if you've been listening the last couple of weeks, we're going to drink a Fudgy Kruger, because that's we how are. we get down. But also, to go along with the monster theme this week, sorry, I just hit my microphone. Take that. Take that from me. Got it. Uh, uh, are I these f- twisties? They I are f- not twisties. I feel like Mike had to kind of kind of phone this one in <clears throat> a little bit. It's kind of a stretch. I mean, in fairness, the 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 as, as much as the art on this six pack is amazing, has nothing to do with anything. Oh it's God. just the name. But yeah, like I said, it's kind of a it, it's kind of a kind of a phone in. Doesn't really fit. Uh, this one's called Monster Fest. Uh, yeah. Eh, I don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't really see it. It's actually it's got uh it's got like Mecha Godzilla and what's let me see it. That's Mecha Godzilla and it's, a goblin guy. It's like the no, it's like the Pharaoh from you remember the Pharaoh from Power Rangers? Oh yeah, that yes I do. I don't know if that's him. I don't think it's him. I don't think it is either, but, but it kind of looks like him. He's got an awesome great big old uh looks like an ice sword, like is the it ice sword of Gultry. Different on the other side. Yes, it is. What's on the other side? On the other side is Mechagodzilla having bested. Oh, the he other cut dude? his head off or something? No, he like he used his fucking his breath, his dynamic breath to his fucking morning shit breath. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, to really, uh, yeah. Damn, that's pretty badass. That is badass. So this is uh, from Three Floyds. It's called Monster Fest. It's it, it's an Oktoberfest beer. Oh, that makes sense. It's a six point two percenter. And ooh, it I doesn't make sense s- because today's not technically October yet. Tomorrow oh, no. is. Yeah, is but it? it's but this show's coming out on. Ah, good point. Wait, hold on. Good point. But hold on, is what? it midnight yet? It's not midnight. It's not yet. midnight Damn yet. It. Nope. Damn it! All right. Well, <clears throat> we almost did good. Almost. Is there any? There's no other information. Uh, there's no write up on the on the box anywhere. No, and I thought Three Floyds usually did write ups. Do we need to take some Spanish flea so you can look it up? Yeah, actually. Okay. All right, James. What'd All right, find? Monster Fest from Three Floyds Brewing, a Marzen style fest beer, fest beer. Brewed with the finest German malted barley, aromatic Bavarian noble hops, and traditional lager yeast. This rich malty lager is one of the few that remain true to the tradition of fest beers originally brewed to honor the marriage of Prince Ludwig in Ooh. 1810. We hope you enjoy this fall offering. Wait, to who? Uh, <laughs> the marriage of Prince Wutblag to who? Prince Ludwig? Ludwig. It doesn't matter. Oh. <laughs> Oh, it's that, it's, it's that kind of marriage. Okay. <laughs> Women don't matter. Oh, I thought it was like a Dennis Rodman uh, marriage where he uh, walked down the aisle himself. <laughs> I thought it was one of those kind of things. Uh, uh, we hope you enjoy this fall <laughs> offering. Es, es ist nicht normal. Es, es ist nicht normal. Okay. 
It is. It is not normal. It is not normal. Is that what that is? I think so. Hmm. Okay. That seasonal about right. seasonal availability August to September, so you hit the sweet spot. I did. Uh oh, just barely though. Just barely. Yep. Uh Oktoberfest 6.2 IBUs 20 artists. The artist of the bottle is Ricardo Reese, which is oh. cool. I like the fact that they actually hey, shot out the <laughs> That's him, right? Yep. And uh <laughs> the designer is Zimmer Design. Ooh, Hans Zimmer. All right. Is this a twist off to uh, It is out? not. No. Oh, I got shit. I got keys though. Yeah, here's a fun fact about Mike. Um, so this bottle opener that he got, that he has, that he carries on his keys, my dad gave to him years ago. It's Almost a, going on twenty years, probably. It's got to be pretty damn yeah. close. Well, probably, <laughs> probably right around the the time of the first champ out. Uh, I know you brought them. To the apartment. Oh, did I? Yeah. So when was that? It was eh, probably 2000, like 2007. So about 15 years. Yeah. Ago. Yeah. Um. So it's a it's a land shark. It's a land shark steel. It's it's too big to be on a keychain. But I it's can been there for how long? Whenever you go somewhere with Mike, you always know where he is because you hear. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like I can. I've it's been. Like a, it's like a, it's like a bell on a dog's uh, collar. We've we've gone to we've gone to the store like late at night before probably walked there after having had a few beers yeah, or something. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Didn't we'll, drive. We'll get lo- no, we walked or, ri- or rode our bikes and I'll get separated from Mike and then I'll just have to stop and like close my eyes and listen and then you just hear jingle, jingle, jingle. Oh, he's over in Home Goods again, it that was, motherfucker. It was really it's actually probably true. It was also <laughs> people in ooh, people I, in high school hated me because no, it wasn't because of that, but I used to, but I still had my keys long, so you would hear it coming down the, now, uh, that, the halls and stuff. That trigger snap thing that you use to clip onto your belt, yeah, is it the same one that you've been carrying since high school? No, no, no. no. It's war- like I've never seen a steel snap worn through like that. That's because do you know what this was used for prior to me using it for this. It had to be sliding on a cable of some kind, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Your dog? Nope. My dog. Your dog. I don't know if it, like maybe you guys <laughs> I took attach your... a wire cable to my family dog. Yeah. No, I don't know. Like if you guys like if you took Zoe somewhere and like and you strung Zoe. A... What? My cousin. Chloe. Chloe. <laughs> was it Chloe? What was your yes, dog's name? Chloe. I like if you guys had like a cable set up and in the in the carabiner thing would slide on the no. cable. You know what I mean? No. Uh, flagpole. Oh really? Yep. Which from where? Uh, the school across the street from my work. You stole it. Well, we caretake for it, so we've replaced them, and we so keep you these. stole. Yeah, it. I stole it. Okay, yeah. yep, that makes more sense, and that's pretty interesting, actually. But I always assumed it was just because you've been carrying it for so long that that it, would be it, impressive. It, it, wore, it would I be. Impressive. I should have lied to you, actually. <laughs> I, I really should have. I'm just like, I, yep. I feel it. like I've I feel like I've asked you about it before, and I've ne- or I've commented about it, and you've never given me that information. Oh, I've, I've never held it back. I don't know why I would lie to you. You wanted me to think that you had just I should have. Yeah, you're right. Belt Fuck. loops of steel. Fuck. Um. All right. So anyway, let's I actually, get... wear it around my Prince Albert. <laughs> just it's the same same sound that it makes. <laughs> you just instead of hearing the jingle, you just hear <laughs> walking oh, through. Oh, the... oh, 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 God. Cheers. Cheers, bud. Mm. Oh wow! Oh, that had some flavors I wasn't ready for. Tastes like Munster cheese. <laughs> I like Munster cheese. I love Munster cheese. Munster Munster cheese with turkey and bacon. 
so good. Munster cheese, just <laughs> and grilled cheese. It's the oh, be- yeah. It's the best cheese for it. Got to melt it a lot longer, though. The melting point of Munster takes a while. Yep. But anyway, it's, this beer is amazing. It it's really good. It's got it really it's got like a sweetness that I wasn't ready for. There's a florally finish to it as well. There's like a like a like a weird florally kind of almost like a Belgian almost like yeah. a Belgian. It's not, wheat it's not beer. quite as strong, but almost yeah. It's pretty good. I like it. Uh-huh. It's lighter than I was expecting too. It definitely is. I thought it was gonna be a lot heavier. Well, lot Octo- of, like. Oktoberfest to me is synonymous with like heavy, like yep. heavier, like the caramel, caramel notes in beer, coffee notes in beer. I don't know. Oktoberfest to me just makes me think of heavy set women, <laughs> just bringing trays of beer around. I like my beer like I like my women, just fucking thick, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to sit on my stomach for a couple hours after mm. taking them in. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Anyway, now I'm all now I'm all bent out of shape. All right, I'm hot and bothered over there. <laughs> all right, so uh, that's what we're drinking, and that's what we're talking about. Like a Bavarian cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Speaking of, I got a trailer for you, James. Yikes! Let's get into trailer trash, baby. All right, James, uh, can you guess what we're watching this week without looking at the screen? Um, uh, uh, no. No. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, well, you've never heard of this movie, uh, mostly because I had never heard of this movie. Oh, well, why the hell would I have been able to <laughs> oh, guess Oh, I just did it. What was that? That was our headphone thingy. I can, still, I can still hear shit. <laughs> just let it go? Yeah. All right. We're letting it go. <laughs> <laughs> it, oh, did it fall down? Yeah, it's hanging by for dear life. It's like uh, she's hanging. She's she's hanging. All right. Took that poor sap off the bridge about <laughs> a year ago. Oh my god, dude! Dark. Sorry if you're that guy. Super super dark. Nah, you didn't survive. All right. Uh, oh, the movie. Dude. And then look at, look <laughs> at the name Carradine. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that was that was weird. Uh, that's choice. That is choice right there. That's choice. <laughs> oh my god. What's happening? I don't know. Maybe don't hang yourself while you're jerking off. Just, just a thought. That is um, choice. Rest in, rest in peace, David. Dude, not enough people say that's choice anymore. You should bring that back. I'm bringing it back. That's awesome. All right. Um, can we back? Can we get back to this? One? Yes, please. Okay. Trailer uh, this trash. This is a movie called The Accursed. I see. Uh, what's her face? Mina Savari. Mina Savari. I wanted also to call her. Also starring. You know, what? I'm not going to say it. Okay. I'm not, not going to say it. But you yeah. can see Mina Savari, so you yeah, obviously she's know she's got some really it. puffy shoulders on her. She on does. Her. She does. Yep. Um, she's finally aging a little bit too. Not in a bad way, but she finally looks older. I feel like for the longest time she looked like she was Two, stuck three, at the same five. age. I feel like she for ten years. Well, I feel like they're purposely like this particular shot. It seems like her character, like she's meant to look natural, like no makeup. She's yeah, got her oh, hair, yeah. got her hair pulled back and little stuff mousy. like that. A little bit. Sure, yeah. All right. Uh, this is The Accursed. If you have not seen this yet, go watch <clears> it. <throat> it's on the YouTubes. And uh, we will meet you back here in a few minutes. The Accursed. He is darkness. He is whispers. He is real. The Accursed. Oh, there you go. 
podcast. Um, I think that looks fucking great. I love a good possession movie. Yeah, I love Meg Foster, dude. Meg, she's Meg, so fucking creepy. Meg Foster. Before you even see her, well, I guess you see her right in the beginning of the trailer. Uh, uh, but yeah. I, I didn't realize it was her until it almost doesn't look like her at the very beginning. It did. I didn't realize it was her until the two girls are walking into the house and they walk past a painting of the woman who they're there to take care of and. Meg Foster, once you see her eyes, you can't mistake her for anybody else. We met her at uh, Motor Motor City Nightmares. And dude, like in real life, it looks like she's staring straight through your eyes into the middle of your brain and your soul. And she has beautiful eyes too, though. Oh, they're gorgeous. She really does. They're, they're gorgeous, like, but they're very. But like with, <laughs> but like in a horror setting. Oh yeah. Like having somebody with eyes that are that lightly colored and that striking is very kind of unsettling. Um, this, uh, first of all, the thing that struck me was it, it's a chicken soup for the soul. Screen media. Screen media. Screen. Me- yeah, <laughs> that's I, pretty weird. I thought that was weird too. I'm like, I I've seen screen media a ton. Like they've been every. I don't feel. Like, I feel like I've never seen that little subheading though. A chicken soup for the soul company. Maybe I've just not paid attention it's to just, it. But it's yeah. just weird. Like it's because it's the no, same. It's the same company. I'm thinking of Screen Gems. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. It's so the screen same media. Must be must be different. It's the same company though as the as the like the chicken soup for the soul books well i would imagine well these books were like <laughs> a very coincidental name if it wasn't the I, same thing i know they're not popular anymore so if anybody doesn't doesn't know who they are they were basically like books filled with little anecdotes from people uh it's just little life things little yeah. yeah like little little tidbits to, to live by boosters. and stuff like that. sure which is so weird <laughs> that they moved on to get into stuff like this that's that's a very bizarre thing but Maybe uh, they realize all of their their little parables and their books were bullshit. And now they're just making <laughs> satanic movies. <laughs> um, chicken soup for the fucking soul. Chicken soup for the soul. It looks cool though. I think it looks great. It, it it's like I said, it's possession. It's old Meg Foster who's creepy and amazing. Creepy as shit. Um, like it, it's several times throughout the movie, she just like unhinges her jaw and. And opens it wide, and then flies come out of it, and then right toward the end of the trailer, there's a whole hand coming out of her mouth. Like that's fucking. They find a a book of the dead or something like that in the basement. I do love a good book. Hell yeah, I love a good book. So it's second to a good mask, right? And third to a really, really, really good ham sandwich. (laughs) Fat. That that might shoot right up to number (laughs) one. If you're wearing a cool mask and you make me a an, a, a really amazing ham sandwich, I, I can one up you. What? If you're wearing a really good ham sandwich and you make me a cool mask, <laughs> then, then then you got it. You know, you cut the little eyes out. You eat you, you you fold it in half and you cut little eyes out with your mouth and you got little. A I was gonna mask. say it's some Hannibal Lecter <laughs> shit, but it's really more a cable guy. <laughs> Do you remember remember my girlfriend? She got that Oscar Mayer baloney face mask. And it was it was like made for oh it was made for like anybody that ever made like a human skin mask yeah. out of baloney when they were kids. Uh, it was like a legit like beauty mask. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. That's gross. <laughs> I think she still has it. I don't think she ever used it. Imagine that the the vegan not wearing a baloney mask. Is it real? What what's what's in it? 
Oh, Obviously, I, it's not real bologna, well, but no. would... Probably the same chemicals that are in real bologna, in fairness. Oh, dude. But, you know. That's why it tastes so good. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah. The, yeah, the, the Accursed looks, looks great. It's good to see Mina Savari. Uh, I haven't seen her in a while. I know that she... Is she... Is she... In Handmaid's Tale? No. She was in uh, Orange is the New Black. She was, yeah. I only um, know about these shows because Aaron watches them. Yeah, I, sure. I've never watched either one of them. I mean, I've watched like one-off episodes and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's good to see her back. Uh, who were the... There was a uh, another one of the girls was... Sarah something? Yeah. I know I she's... That wasn't familiar to me. So. I know I recognize her from somewhere, but I can't <laughs> write. It looks good, though. Yeah. It looks cool. It's just like... This idea of going in and taking care of a, a decrepit old woman, but then, then it turns out she's possessed by the devil. Or so it's got like Deborah Logan sort of vibes. It had vibes House of the Devil vibes to House me. of the Devil, Deborah Logan. Yeah. Yeah. That that kind of shit. Like, looks cool. Yep. I mean, I think it looks good. All right. Well, that's trailer trashed, and I'm changing the way that I'm doing this, and I don't know how I'm going to change it and what I'm going to do, so I'm just going to... Just gonna kind of jump down <laughs> and let Mike sit here and look at me like I'm some kind of fucking weirdo for a few minutes. Well, and you're, then doing, I'll, you're doing a Cosby, and he's and, kind of a weirdo. So. And then eventually, I'm just gonna get to the point and say, "Let's get into the bleed feed." I don't That's even. Fu- I don't even know what we're doing. Got it. Anymore. Been spending most our lives living in a gangster's paradise. I turn butter once or twice, living in an Amish paradise. Money and the power, power and the money. That's I did that. I did that. The round. (laughs) What is it? Power and the money, money and the power, minute, minute after, after minute, minute, hour after, after hour. I gotta be done with the hood. Everybody's looking, but I don't have a thing <laughs> down in the kitchen, but I can't see what's cooking. Coolio is rolling in his grave right now, uh, which is sad to say because Coolio, at the age of 59 years old, is literally. Away. Rolling, rolling in, in his, his grave. grave. Yep. Uh, Coolio, who horror fans would know uh, from such bomb ass joints as Leprechaun in the Hood. Yeah. The Convent yeah. and uh, Dracula Three Thousand. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, those those movies. Um, no, cool. I mean, it's fucking cool. Oh, dude, all kidding, all kidding aside, yeah. I loved Coolio when I Coolio was younger. Was great. I mean, who didn't? Right? There was a um, there's a video. I was going on the Coolio rabbit hole, sending me some fantastic voyage, watching him ride like tricycles around the neighborhood as he did Come big wheels. Anyway, though, I was going down the Coolio rabbit hole and I found a video where he played a show at a college campus and then he ended up going back to the dorms the next night, not even the same night, the, the following night. He came to the dorms, cooked the people in the dorm a three course meal. What? And then partied with them all night. Really? And there's video of one of the kids in the dorm room playing acoustic guitar. He does an acoustic version of Gangster's Paradise. Yeah. And he does a rare fourth verse that no one's ever heard before. Really? That is like actual rapping. Like, it's 
Really? It's interesting. Yeah, it's super That's interesting. That's cool. Um, he just seemed like a cool dude. Yeah. He, had, he had some problems. I mean, he was, but, his name know. was Coolio for a reason. Yeah, it wasn't he was Lameo. Huh? <laughs> then, he, then he wouldn't have been cool. Yeah, but uh, by all accounts, it sounds like um, uh, cardiac arrest. That's what it sounds like, yeah. Got him. He did go the same way as the king, it sounds like, though. Yeah. So, on the toilet. <laughs> I think so. I mean, he was in the bathroom. I'm assuming he was on the toilet. I don't know for sure. Maybe if he had cardiac arrest, maybe he was on the floor. I mean, but, every, everybody you know. everybody knows that feeling. You're trying to force out a grumper and like, <laughs> a grumper. And like you, you feel like your heart might explode. Every once in a while, it happens. Oh, rest in peace to, uh, yes. to Coolio. Oh, respectfully, rest in peace yes, to Coolio. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we joke, but he probably <clears throat> have a good laugh at him. Well, he probably wouldn't have a good laugh at himself dying, but you know what I mean. Yeah, he would. <laughs> Maybe. Um, anyway, James, uh, somebody else died. Uh, Louise Fletcher passed Louise away. Louise Fletcher. Yes. Total bummer. Um, I actually had no idea that she passed away. Uh, she did not pop up on my newsfeed. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah, it was all over the place for a cut. We it it, it might have actually been right around a week ago. So okay. you might you might have been busy throwing a gala. <laughs> but yeah. uh, uh, Louise Fletcher, probably best known uh, for her role in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest as um, Nurse Ratchet, mm-hmm. which obviously not a horror movie, but one of the most terrifying characters in cinema history. I've honestly never seen oh, dude. One Flew. It's, it's so it's one of those movies. I it's know. It's so know. good. Uh, she's so good because she's so terrible. Um, she was also in Flowers in the Attic, which I consider a horror movie. Mm. Uh, it, Absolutely. It's it's really just it's a tra- it's a tragic, incredibly sad movie. But like when I was younger. I would watch it, and I was horrified by her treatment of the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, the flowers, it, if you that's, will. That's literally <clears throat> what horror is, though. That's real life horror. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Not a monster, you know, latex and and girth. Right. It's it's <laughs> <laughs> right. She played she played real monsters. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So I she I don't I don't know if I ever uh saw what the cause of death was for her. So. Uh, she didn't die of felching, did she? I don't think so. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> felching. Oh my <laughs> god. No, I would hope not. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I'll uh, rest in peace to Louise Fletcher. All right, moving on to somebody who looks like he's dying, but not quite yet. Uh, John Carpenter uh, was announced <laughs> this week that he's going to be doing for uh, Scream Factory TV, which is a, I believe it's a free TV service. You Screen can get Factory it, TV. Yeah, is? you can get it on like um, what's that? It's not uh, on two, not Tubi and some other one of those like those free cable things. I want to say it's on there. Uh, you can also get it through their website. Uh, but on November third of this year, John Carpenter is hosting a Godzilla Monster Marathon. Oh, because uh, John Carpenter uh, is a huge kaiju fan. Mm. Uh, back in he when he was in uh, college, he actually made a kaiju movie featuring Rodan and like something else like it was he mixed a bunch of footage together and made like a college project I, from my understanding it's not very good but he loves it enough to where he actually did a project like that that's cool so he they're going to be streaming over the course of the day Godzilla the uncut Japanese original uh you know Gojira Rodan Ghidorah the three-headed monster and War of the Gargantuans and John Carpenter will make appearances throughout to discuss his great love and admiration for the franchise of giant kaiju movies right on 
That's pretty awesome. Um, I love John Carpenter. Obviously, we love John Carpenter. So him doing anything new and him not being lazy, and if it doesn't have to do with an Xbox, <laughs> then I'm all about it. Um, it's funny. Scream Factory put up a teaser for this, and it was just John Carpenter walking into a movie theater, and then him sitting down, and it said, coming soon. And then the coming soon letters turned to green, and you just heard the Godzilla roar, and everyone's like, what is it? <laughs> and personally did everybody start thinking that john carpenter oh, was gonna everybody make a godzilla was freaking, movie everybody was freaking out me personally i was on the train probably by myself it was a very lonely train but i wanted the john carpenter remake of the american remake so godzilla 99 godzilla it came out in 2029 so godzilla 99 and godzilla 29 wow sister movies Sister movies. That's it. The sequel. Still featuring Matthew Broderick. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. I mean. Why wouldn't it be? Right. Duh. Yeah. And Sarah Jessica Parker. And Hank Azaria. Is that where they... Wait, is that where Matthew Broderick and Sarah Jessica Parker met? (sighs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's the greatest love story ever told. It really is. I hope they got married in the foot of Godzilla. We... That would would have been amazing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we met on the set of one of the worst movies ever. <laughs> Iguanodon, yes. Iguanodon. <laughs> I will make that one day. All right, moving on here. Uh, we have some movie uh, updates here. Um, it's been a long time in the making. It's but, been a while. But we are officially, 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 not quite officially yet, but officially getting a new Crow movie starring Bill Skarsgård. And the reason that I say we are, in fact, going to get it Bill is because Skarsgård? it has reportedly wrapped production. Bill Skarsgård? It's in the can. Yes. Bill Skarsgård. Bill. Is, yes. Pennywise. Yes. Is playing the crow. What? Yeah. We talked about this on the show a few months back. Yeah. I, I don't know if I realized that it was Bill, though. Who'd you think it was going to be? Stellan? No. Fucking, <laughs> uh, um, the super handsome one. What's his name? The one from the Northmen. That makes oh, more sense. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Bill Skarsgård makes way more sense for this, I think. How? I think so. He's Pennywise? Like, yeah. Why? What do you mean, why? Because he looks like a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's great for it, personally. I like Bill Skarsgård, but he doesn't look like... It, it, think about think about Eric Draven, right? Yeah. Bill Skarsgård has... Uh, and grant, like, I have to give him his propers because my wife is incredibly attracted to him. He's a good looking dude, right? But he looks like a nerd. He I mean, looks, he like, does, he looks like a nerd. I don't know. With I his don't. big googly eyes and his <laughs> big old googly eyes. And his big Percy Alexander Skarsgård is who you're thinking of. Alexander, see, Alexander Skarsgård is, is six four, blonde. Beautiful, brick shit house, ripped. Yeah, no, I he like. Be, why would he not play the? He'd crow? be good too. I just think that Bill Skarsgård is a. He's such a good character. I think he can pull it off. I, I think do. he is too. I, I, I'm not saying that I'm not on board for this. I totally am. But, but like, he's, I'm surprised that between those two Skarsgårds, you went with Bill instead of what, Alexander. Though, Bill Skarsgård's, uh, his his worth is going up in Hollywood. He just is in was in Barbarian, which blew up. Like, Barbarian made a ton of fucking money. Oh, did it really? Last, oh, yeah. It was a huge, huge movie. Um, 
that made a lot of money for him. Uh, he's doing the crow now. He obviously has already it under his belt. And moving into our next bit of news, it's been announced that Bill Skarsgård is officially starring in the Robert Eggers remake of Nosferatu. Now, that one makes even See, more sense. Now, is he playing yes, Nosferatu? He is. Yes, is he, he is. playing Count Orlock? Yes. That, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. <laughs> that. But it's Bill Skarsgård and Lily Rose Depp. Johnny Depp's daughter. Uh, okay. I've seen her in some stuff. She was in Kevin Smith's. She's good friends with Kevin Smith's daughter. So yeah. they were in uh, Tusk together. She was the other girl in the convenience store. Oh, yeah. At, uh, A to Z. And uh, <laughs> she was also in Yoga Hosers. And then she grew up really fast and did a whole bunch of other movies and this and that. And right on. I've not seen them. So I can only judge her work as like a 16-year-old in Kevin Smith movies. Sure, yeah. So whatever. We'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, Bill Skarsgård as Count Orlock, Count Me In. Directed by Robert Eggers. Oh. Count me in. Oh, wow. Yeah. Count me in. <laughs> I get it. Uh, but yeah, that's just exciting news. All right on, dude. Yeah, that um, sounds good. Okay, so this one's unexpected. Danny Boyle is coming back to... Well, yeah, he never really left. But Danny Boyle has a new project in the work in the works. Yeah. And that project is The Matrix. <sighs> what? Okay. We're not done yet. Okay. Danny Boyle. Yeah. The Matrix. The musical. What? On Broadway. Oh, an, an actual Dan- Broadway musical. Danny Boyle is directing a musical song and dance adaptation of The Matrix for the live stage. Huh. Diverge. I don't, like, <laughs> or, I don't... Not diverge. Uh, uh, discuss? Discuss, yes. <laughs> so not the word dis- diverge. Um, well, maybe diverge, I don't know. Uh, that's weird. Like, I know he, he, he did Slumdog Millionaire, right? So, like, yep, yep. he's... And that was a. I've never actually seen it. Was it? A, I've not. Was it a musical? Either. I know there were Bolly- dance. It's there Bollywood. Were, there so were dance numbers. Every Bollywood like movie has a dance number in it, for the most part, at least. Um, I can't. Yeah, I can't like uh, like a mu- a musical version of The Matrix. Is it going to be like tongue in cheek? Or you want to hear the official uh, yes, logline? Yeah. Combining the hip hop choreography of hundreds of dancers with the latest immersive design, free your mind, which is what it's called. We'll take audiences on a thrilling journey through the Matrix and into new realm of possibilities. Yeah, that doesn't sound good to me. Nope, certainly doesn't. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't sound appealing whatsoever? No, but he's directing that. That's the. I a like. Thing. I like musical theater too. Now, but if that Keanu came back for it, sure. Yeah, he's like, "Whoa, I'm dancing." <laughs> <laughs> like then I'm then I'm into it. <laughs> Mr. Smith, kick it. <laughs> Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm into I that. Yeah, I, that, that that sounds weird to me. Yep. But whatever. I'm I'm willing to watch what I'm. I'll check it out. Yeah. If they do, why? Obviously, I won't check it out if it's on Broadway. I'll check it out if they do a, a live taping of it. I'll check it out if it's off Broadway. Damn, dude. And on my TV. Damn. <laughs> That's it. All right, James. What's new on Blue? Just kidding. Oh, I was actually gonna do them. Oh. Cause I I have no I I don't even know anymore. Do we? I wrote them down. We do literally I, talked on last week's episode how oh, we weren't we? doing them anymore. I only listened to like the first Jeez. half hour of the show. So do you want me to not do them? I don't care. You know what? For posterity's sake, 
just do them one last time. All right. The final, the final rodeo. One last time. <laughs> All right. Coming to 4K from Arrow Video is Zhuan, the Grudge Collection. The five-disc set will include Zhuan, the Curse, Zhuan, the Curse 2, Zhuan, the Grudge, Zhuan, the Grudge 2, Zhuan, White Ghost, and Zhuan, Black Ghost. Didn't know that there was that many... Sequels I didn't to either. the original Juan. That's I pretty wanna, crazy. Here's what I want to know. Given how big the grudge movies were here with Sarah Michelle Geller, why didn't we get five sequels with her? Right. That's what I want to know. All right. Sarah Michelle Geller on the white ghost. Sarah Michelle Geller on the black ghost. Sarah Michelle Geller on Juan. I feel like I've the seen Red I feel, Ghost. I feel like I've seen that documentary. <laughs> Uh, it is currently up for pre-order on Arrow Video's website and will be exclusive to the UK, but it's 4K, so nope. obviously it's region-free. Uh, next up, the Film Detective, the classic film restoration and streaming company, will be bringing the 1959 Vincent Price classic, The Bat. Ooh. The Bat. Good movie. Uh, to special edition Blu-ray and DVD. The Bat will be out on October 25th and is presented in partnership with Retro Entertainment. Uh, last but not least, just in time for Halloween is a brand new nine-disc collector set featuring all seven of the Paranormal Activity films and the feature-length documentary called Unknown Dimension, the story of paranormal activity. This set arrives on October 11th, and you can currently pre-order it on Amazon for $56.95. I love the idea of the set. I think the packaging looks amazing on it. I think that uh, I love these movies in general. I've not seen all of them, but I've loved every one that I've seen. Mm-hmm. What I'm disappointed about is I think every one of these discs only has like like one cut of the movie theatrical and extended and that's it. Like right. there's nothing else in the way of bonus anything. So it's like what's the Except point? Except for the documentary, but Well, yeah, yeah but that's other, its own separate other, disc, I think. Right. So it's like what's the point of having a multi-disc set like this? Like right. I'm not one for combining um films on I'm, one disc, but I'm looking at the so like uh, the original Paranormal Activity comes with a uh, an alternate ending. Uh, there's a couple that have unrated versions. And then Paranormal Activity, the ghost dimension, also has an alternate ending. But other than that, it's... Yeah, I think they go back. Like if you're going to put these... If you're going to put the kind of money as a studio into packaging and all that stuff, right? This is all custom packaging and everything else. If you're going to put the money into it, make it worthwhile. Like right. People aren't going to spend $70... On movies they might already own. Right. Like you have to give people a reason to rebuy them. You know, like I have these movies on DVD, and quite frankly, I don't care enough. I like this set a lot, but if there's nothing new on it, I don't care enough to own. Well, that's that's why this set is sub sixty dollars. That's true. You know, that's... it's a nine disc set for fifty six dollars. Yeah, that that's a good point too. You know, I just feel like you you'd sell more units though. <clears throat> Put sure. a little more into it, you're going to get more out of right. it. That kind, it's that kind of thing. Right. Um, but that being said, though, I think the packaging looks sweet, and you know I'll buy it. So. It does look cool, yeah, yeah. for sure. All right. Uh, that's that it? it. All right, yep. cool. Last bit of news. This isn't necessarily horror, but it is genre, and uh, rest in peace, Jimmy Tony. He will appreciate this. We have Marvel news. Okay. And this is exciting Marvel news. They said it would never happen. It's, it's It better be big because there's not a lot exciting about Marvel these days. They said it would never happen. Yeah. He swore it off forever, said he was done. Oh, I know what this but is. But they finally got it through. They announced it finally this past week. Hugh Jackman is returning as Wolverine 
in Deadpool 3. Right on. And they they announced it in the best way possible. Did oh, you I watch didn't the see video? That. No. <laughs> I feel like we should like make you watch the you video. You want to pause and watch it? Let's, I do. Let's we'll do be it. we'll be right back. Yeah. All right. Uh we're back. Yeah. You watched it. Fantastic. Yep. What do you think? Uh <laughs> yeah, that's great. I I uh <laughs> I'm very excited. Just um I, I love like the teaser uh, literally shows nothing. It's just them talking, but still. Well, the the first one, the first one with uh, Ryan Reynolds talking about he, how he had to like really dig deep to dig deep to like <laughs> get get into the get into the soul of the character of Deadpool, and then he's just like, I I have nothing. The best no, the best part is him pouring the av aviation <laughs> gin because he has to. He, he literally works aviation gin into everything he does now, and it's oh, hysterical. Well, yeah. Why it's wouldn't you? Fucking hysterical. <laughs> and then he's just like, "I've got nothing. I have no ideas." And then he's like, "Well, we did have one idea." And then you just see, you see Hugh Jackman walk in the background. And he goes, "Hey, Hugh, want to play Wolverine again?" And he's like, "Yeah, why not?" <laughs> Yeah, Ryan. Sure. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, just uh, that's awesome. Not coming till twenty twenty four though. Sh- sure, it's a, it's a while away. Well, we're almost to twenty twenty three. So I know that that's ah, fucking. You have a fruit fly flying around down here. That Dude, I have so many fruit flies crazy. in my house right now. It's ridiculous. Wipe your ass. No. Um, I know that the new Deadpool movie is the first movie in Phase Five. So that's probably that's obviously 2024. So you get you know two years for phase four to finish sure. out. And that'll be the first one of phase five. So that makes sense. Um, but there, I was reading a a theory about how they could possibly do it. Mm-hmm. And being well, that, keep in mind, I don't. I've never seen Logan. That's fine. So I think Logan is. They're not touching that timeline. Okay. I, I don't think you've seen the Deadpool movies, right? Yes. With Cable. Yes. Second, uh, so at the end of Deadpool two. He has Cable's time travel thing, and you notice he goes through all of his old things or whatever. He's killing all the old versions of Deadpool and all that. Yes. So if he still has that in continuity, he could go to any point in time. And at the end of Deadpool 2, he's talking to Logan when he's in his whole Weapon X thing. He walks in, he goes, there's going to be a time when I'm telling you to do Deadpool 3, and you have to say yes. (laughs) So they could literally go off of that. Yeah. And then... I know that years ago Ryan Reynolds had said that they had he had an idea or his 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 uh like wet dream idea would be Deadpool and Logan doing like a buddy cop <laughs> through space and time kind of thing. Yeah. So like they could totally do that and it didn't matter where Logan's from. Like mm-hmm. he's from anywhere. So it makes sense. I think that's uh, that would be cool to see too because like I said I haven't seen Logan but I know, so good. I know that it's a lot darker in tone, and yep. very violent, yep. and and sad. Yep. So to see them, it's a drama. So it's a straight up drama. So to see him come back and do a buddy cop type thing with Deadpool would just be amazing. Yeah. Um, I gotta get caught up on 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 those movies for sure. <clears throat> yeah, that's cool some, though. I'm, somebody I'm was alive, to huh? If somebody was alive, you'd be able to watch them again. Yeah. Well. Like that gnat. I just got it. Did you get it? All right, moving on. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Well, that's it for that. Uh, We're going to take a little bit of a break here. And when we come back, we're talking about the man of your dreams. Yes. The man of Mike's dreams, for sure. Huh? Is that Meatloaf? Not that. (laughs) That's no. Watch watch the other guy. Is that Meatloaf? Watch. Come on. Go back, for fuck's sake. They're not going to go back. They're not going to. They're not going to go back. Oh, are you kidding me? not going back. (sighs) 
Yes. Yes, it is. It is, right? That is definitely meatloaf. I'll be now I'm hungry. Okay. All right, we'll be back. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. This is where we fight, James. I'm gonna need another beer for this. I'll fight before I'll, we before we start. I'm gonna need another beer for this. I'll fucking fight you, dude. We'll fight. Um, by the way, that's not me, love. Oh, who is it? It's Peter Jason. Oh, he looks an awful lot like me, love. The food, not the actor. The yeah. <laughs> Delicious. Just saying. Uh, yeah. So anyway, oh, that, that kid earned his Red Wings. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Do you want another a uh, Monster Fest, or you want a Bud Light? Uh, I'll take another Monster Fest. Actually, that sounds yeah, good. Yeah, you will. Yeah. I mean, when in Rome, because we're talking about a certain a certain movie that really, really is something that you can stream on Netflix. You know, how many times have we talked about? Let's not let's not come in and give away our I, shit right away. And I, then it, Mike didn't even wait for the show. I didn't. I didn't. He didn't even wait for the show. Because I thought for sure you were going to be on the same page as me. Really? Because, because you you and fucking Jesse, right? You and Jesse are part of this weird club. Jesse that, from the Bloody bloody Good Film Podcast. Yeah, everybody, everybody knows who they everybody are. Everybody okay? fucking knows Jesse. Um, yeah. You and Jesse were part of this club that goes... Oh, Rob Zombie, he he cut a trailer that intentionally looks stupid because he's trying to prove a point and the movie's not going to be that. The movie is exactly that trailer. So to be fair... Exactly that trailer. To be fair to myself, and I can't remember if Jesse said the same thing or not, I was saying what somebody else had said Oh on, on no! Facebook. We, we argued about this with them. I'm uh, me and no, jo- I, me and Josh actually agreed on this. I understand against the forces of you two. No, schmucks. I understand that we we argued about it, but you were arguing against somebody who you didn't know because <laughs> I simply said no. Somebody on Facebook you said agreed. Don't 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 try to backtrack this. You completely backed up that argument and all I, and, and and co-signed. All I it. said was that seems like a very real possibility. No. I'm gonna no. I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna force feed you your own dialogue because that is not what you did. You co-signed it with a fucking a ink pen made of blood. If if that's <laughs> if that's true, I will. Uh, you absolutely did. If that's true, I'll admit to it. But I, like I said, me and Josh both were arguing with the two of you because we're just like, what are you talking about? Rob Zombie is not doing that. The studio is not doing that. <laughs> um. Um, yeah, okay, you know what? I'm gonna sit here in silence while you tell me your thoughts on this movie. No, yeah. let's just talk about the movie like we Cause... talk about every movie. Okay. Okay, so a reboot of the monsters that followed uh, followed a family of monsters who moves from Transylvania to an American suburb. Well, first of all, that's a pretty bad um, synopsis because yeah. they don't move to a, an american suburb until like the last 15 or 20 minutes of the movie yeah that's more plot than that is actually in this movie too <laughs> okay so come on let's go let's unpack this mm, mm. nope keep going 
Directed by Rob Zombie. Directed by Rob uh, Zombie. Who did such gems as House of a Thousand Corpses. Mm-hmm. Or in my case, I have written down House of a Hundred Corpses. That's like the, the knockoff version. Oh, okay. <laughs> they, could, they couldn't afford a thousand. There's only a hundred. Uh, the Devil's Rejects, Halloween. You know, it's, it's fucking Rob Every, Zombie. Fucking, everybody knows who Rob Zombie what is. Do you think, what do you think Rob Zombie, sidebar, what do you think Rob Zombie's thus far magnum opus is? Like, what do you think his best movie is? Not necessarily his most popular... But what do you think his 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 like the the best of Rob Zombie is? Um, maybe the Devil's Rejects. That's a that's a fair. Yeah, I I I'm tossed up. I'm not as big of a fan of the Devil's Rejects as a lot of people are. So that's not going to be mine. But I 1,000 understand that choice. Mm-hmm. It's definitely probably his. It's definitely his best mainstream movie, I would say. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely a lot more fans for that movie than any of his other oh, movies. Oh, God. Are you going to talk about the animated one? Is that what Ooh, you're... Oh, El Superbisto? No, <laughs> no, no. The Haunted World of El Superbisto. Oh, because you're talking about mainstream movies. No, so so what are you say... going to pull out of your ass? No, Lords of Salem. I think Lords of Salem is hands down Rob Zombie's best work. Lords of Salem was... I liked it. It was like... I can see where that movie would not be for everybody, It's though. not for everybody. I think, but I think that's exactly it, though. I think that's like that was Rob Zombie making a movie that it was still in his style, Mm -hmm. but it was so much more than that. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't just down and dirty, gross, curse laden, whatever. I mean, it was that, but it was so much more. Um, I think, yeah, I think, and and it actually, it actually showed off. I, I feel like. Let's just lay this out. Sherry Moon Zombie is not the most amazing actress. No, she was decent in that movie. But though. she was, I think she was better in Lords of Salem than she's been in anything else. Yeah. Um, fun fact about Sherry Moon Zombie. Yeah. She was the worst part of the Munsters. <laughs> That's a fun fact for you. Uh, well, yeah. I didn't understand her. I really didn't understand her choice to, because if you go back and you watch the actual monsters tv show mm-hmm. lily she was very sort of she's not so quite like this she was very prim and proper but very just also just very sort of normal yeah right well like, normal isn't like not animated like she's very dry yeah like like i didn't understand cherry moon's portrayal choice to like like this weird cadence yeah uh that being said i didn't like it it didn't ruin it for me like i i just she almost ruined the movie for me well i'm not gonna say almost because i hated this movie but like she almost single-handedly at least ruined the movie i think sherry moon is really cute like i don't i don't think that and not just like looks wise i do think that she's i do think that she's cute cute personality looks wise but like just just her energy she's a cute person to me yes and so i was watching this movie and i'm like what is she doing like oh oh father oh herman i'm like why did you choose that but then also it was it was it was kind of it, it was overshadowed by her cuteness. I'm like, I'm like, I'm that still only goes en- so far. I'm me. still enjoying this because overall, I just find her to be an endearing 
personality. So you watched this movie with your penis is what you're saying. No, not at all. <laughs> no, I'll tell you, when I first started this movie, like the first 10 minutes, I go... Uh, so I started this movie with the wrong... The absolute wrong attitude. See... I started the movie with the wrong attitude. Like, the first scene with Richard Brake... I love Richard Brake. Like, he can do no wrong, as far as I'm concerned. He's one of my favorite character actors. Uh, and Jorge Garcia, uh, <laughs> like... I didn't understand what he was doing at first. And so, like, for the first 10 minutes of this movie, I go, oh, this is going to be fucking tedious. Yeah. I go, this is going to be The first half hour was awful. like that for me. I didn't get a single chuckle So then, so then the I, first half an so hour So then I the stopped. I literally, I stopped the movie, and I go... I go, what What am I doing? I'm all, I was already going into this with a negative attitude. So I stopped the movie. I paused it. I went i got myself a bottle of wine i came back i came back i you sat, had a wank i came back i sat down i poured myself a glass of wine and i was like i'm resetting i'm resetting and i'm gonna watch this with no expectations with no um with no bias i was gonna try and like forget about the fact that it's rob zombie forget about the fact that sure everything i've seen on facebook for the past two days is people just fucking hating on it right see we'll get back to that that's an interesting thing that you say that and so i i just i sat i sipped my wine i i i re-racked and i was like i'm gonna watch this just i'm gonna watch this with no expectations and no bias whatsoever and i ended up really liking it oh i did god I did. So I did. Like I, I had, I had like some, a few really good laughs, honestly. And I don't know if it was just because I was in the right kind of mood for was, it. It might have been the wine. In fairness, it, it might have. <laughs> and I don't, I don't see that as a, I don't see that as a, as a, as a bad thing. Like Any how many, how many movies? To enjoy, well, you literally told me earlier. You told me that you finally sat down and watched, uh, bloody bodybuilders from fucking outer space or whatever the hell it was called what, what's correct. it called i'm not even correcting you because that's an amazing title uh bloody muscle bodybuilders in hell and you said you loved it I did well I, no, no no i loved it in the sense that it's a shit movie right it's it's different it's different than than a movie like this but why because you you came here you came here tonight like you were salty from the moment you got here. Oh, that was because we started an hour late. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you got here last week and you still had an hour, hours worth of one of the movies to watch, and yeah, you, you forgot all your shit. You forced me to live in the boonies for a half an hour, tonight. and we didn't, we didn't start an hour no, late. I, I asked you I to was, wait a half hour before you came here. I but, was, I was, I went into this movie actually really wanting to enjoy it. Both Kristen and I went into it. We're just like, okay, let's see what this is all about, this and that. Uh, like, like it's out. Like, I, I typically like movies that other people don't like. Mm -hmm. I do. So I went into this fully expecting to change my mind about, like, like the, like the trailer was one thing, but the movie can't possibly be that bad, blah, blah, this and that. I didn't get a single chuckle, neither did she next to me, for the first half an hour of the movie. The very first chuckle that even came out of me was when Herman finally speaks at the the big thing or whatever, and he tells the stupid old man dad jokes. Like that's the very first time that I Dude, even got a chuckle out of this movie. Like Richard Richard Brake's performance and how 
over the top Shakespearean oh, oh, it is. Like, oh, oh, don't get me wrong, Richard Brake is amazing in this movie. Uh, uh let's go, let's go to the cast real quick. But no, no, like, no, 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 this is. I'm just saying, like, how could you not get, like, how could you get, not get a chuckle out of just how ridiculous his because it his character fit. is because the and that tonally, tonally, this is one of the most uneven movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm not kidding you either. It doesn't. The movie doesn't make sense tonally. It it tries it tries so hard to be something, and and every now and then there's glimpses of it working, but it tries so hard to be something, What's and it, it fails ninety percent of the time. What is it trying so hard to be in it's, your estimation? It was trying so hard to just be the original TV show. Now, even though this the studio, fun fact, the studio actually told Rob Zombie he could not make it in black and white. He mm-hmm. wanted to. They told him no. So he goes, well, then if I can't make it black and white, rather than just throw the project away, let's figure this out. And instead of going black and white, I'm going to do the most overblown, tech, not, not technicolor, but like crazy colors. Crazy saturation. Pa- saturation. I actually liked that I, I aspect thought, of it. I thought that the idea in theory, is a fine idea, right? Execution-wise, it just didn't work. Oh, I disagree. It just, it just, it just didn't work to I me. I disagree. I thought it, I, I thought it looked awesome. It was so hyper-stylized. It was. No, I'm not going to say that it wasn't. I'm not going to say that it didn't do exactly what Rob Zombie wanted it to do. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that I agree with his vision of it. Sure. It's just, it, I just personally didn't think that it worked. I didn't think the humor <clears throat> was... I, I thought this at the very end. I actually have a note. Um, I have I have a note at the end of this, and I said, "I wonder if is it is it possible that Zombie knows the monsters too well, and then casual audiences are a little bit thrown by certain things? Like, is it possible that he's such a mega fan? Because he is a huge mega yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. Is it possible that he knows almost too much about it to where these things that he finds interesting or little tidbits <clears throat> that he's putting in that he enjoys?" And that and that monsters super fans will enjoy, that perhaps like the just the general audiences. Do you have? It's just not going to work. Do you have an example of that kind of humor? Like stuff like the 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 musical numbers. Was was Herman Munster originally a, a in a band? Because it's because it's odd because he goes from being uh, the uh, Jorge's character steals the wrong head of the wrong brother. One was like a genius. One was a comedian mm-hmm. and he accidentally steals the head of the comedian instead of the genius. Yeah. And so when he first comes alive, so what you heard in our intro, when he first comes alive, he starts going into this comedy routine, but then all of a sudden he's playing guitar in a rock band in a club mm-hmm. that Lily goes to see him. And immediately that whole su- that whole subplot of him doing that is completely thrown away. And then he goes back to comedy. Like it doesn't make any sense. He's 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 still a comic the entire time. Like his it, whole that his, doesn't, his but, songs are he's was there, performing as comedy. But that doesn't, I get that, but that doesn't there's no translation though between what he was doing and what he and, and then how it goes into music. It doesn't make sense. I don't was th- there an episode of the monsters I don't where think he played in a band I don't that he think was that's, drawing from? Well yeah. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. I don't Do think we that's, as casual I don't think fans that's a, not know that. I don't think that's a deep cut monsters thing. Like there's there's like there's an episode of the monsters where Herman is on a a baseball team. Sure, no, there's yeah, a, like, I get that. That's there's there's an episode of uh, like like that was part of the. But if you're that was part of the uh, the like the kind of overarching story of the monsters is that 
they were always going out and trying these things in the regular like, like world people did that sure normal I get people that. do i get that but my point is though is if you're building a foundational story because this the movie is a prequel to the original series sure that's it's like why an eddie's, origin story eddie's sort of. not there marilyn's not there right um yeah if you're if you're doing that kind of story and it's a story that hasn't been told before mm-hmm. don't draw from those things that came from the original tv show like why? because because it, it, it's not it's not necessary there are in jokes that some people are going to get, but the far majority of people aren't going to get it, and see, it's just confusing. I don't see as a, I don't see that as an in joke. Like I feel like you could watch this movie without knowing anything about the original monsters, and it, it would just play out as as just a funny, stupid, fun movie. I. I, it, it, I'm not gonna say that it doesn't. I, I just, I don't know, man. Like, why do you need? Nothing... Why, why do you need an explanation as to why the he humor... is? Like, he's, he's, he's revealed on TV, and suddenly he's this big sensation, and now he's playing in a nightclub dressed in leather daddy gear. But he wasn't do, a huge playing. playing but he wasn't a huge sensation. Not, not a huge sensation. Whatever. Don't fucking nitpick. <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> Everybody in the club loves him. Everybody in the so he is a big sensation. Okay, we play clubs where people clapped for us. Doesn't mean that we are big sensations. You're getting you're you're <laughs> you're getting past my point here. Like, why do you why do you need it to make that much sense? Like, it's it's just it's, it's funny a narrative. It's not it, it's it's each each scene was like its own thing. Each, like, there was an there was the like the only narrative that. The only narrative that ran all the way through the middle of this entire movie was that it was the story about how Herman and Lily met and fell in love. Everything other than that is just ridiculous fun. Like the fact that they traveled to Paris and they dressed up in the stripy black shirts and okay, stuff like okay. that. It's it's completely ridiculous. Let me ask you this. But it's just it's just fun. Do you agree that this that this movie and everything contained within it would have worked better as a four or five part series no. to where they could have broken this up into parts and then it would have played episodic like the original TV show, which makes sense because then you every episode is like a different thing that they're doing that progresses the story because the movie played out like a bunch of 15 minute episodes back to back to back to back. I think that was That's the how point. But that doesn't work. Why? It just doesn't work. I mean, it worked for me. Oh, that's just obje- I mean, listen, objectively, it worked for me. I can't explain your insanity, so I don't know what you want from me. I'm not the only one. I know that there's so, a lot of people that are hating on this movie, but there's also a lot of people that loved it. The so it's funny. I was reading reviews today, mm-hmm. right? And I kind of wanted to get a sense of what people were thinking of it. I clearly knew how I felt about it, um, and I wanted to see what the general consensus was. And it's funny. Most of the 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 big reporting places, right? That mm-hmm. are not they're not entertainment places. They're not uh, anything to do with movies. They're just places that have movie reviews. Sure, yeah. They all seem to like it. Mm-hmm. Yet any of the publications that are any kind of media based publications mm-hmm. all hated it. Mm-hmm. So there's a really weird line there towards like general audiences that don't necessarily care about this genre or whatever. They seemed to enjoy it on like probably a more surface level, whereas the people that were big diehard fans of the source material crushed it. Absolutely hated it. There's not there wasn't a single uh, a single publication in that 
type of thing that truly loved it. So from a purely from a from a purely uh, financial standpoint, or from a purely just a, a appealing to general masses st- standpoint, yeah. it's it's better to like it makes more sense that. What do I want to say here? Uh, like the fact that they're the fact that it's more appealing to people who don't really know or care about the horror genre or nor know or care about the original monsters. Maybe that's it's a huge not win. like making making a movie just because Rob Zombie makes a movie about makes a, 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 a an origin story about the monsters because he is deeply in love with the source material. Just because he's making it doesn't mean that it needs to be niche and sure. esoteric. Like it doesn't need to be just made for the audience that that shares his same love for the. Like, let me ask you a question. Financially, it makes more sense to make it so that it appeals to everybody. Let me ask you a question. If you were watching a because we're doing a Nightmare on Elm Street movie next, right? If they made a new <laughs> a new Freddy movie. Mm-hmm. And the general public who were not horror fans, were not Freddy Krueger fans, loved it. Mm-hmm. But then every horror fan, every publication from horror absolutely hated it, mm-hmm. right? Because it wasn't it wasn't what the diehard fans of that genre, of that series wanted. Mm-hmm. Would you feel the same way? Because I, I don't think you would. Because the, because, because the people that you're disappointing are the people that have backed that character and know that character inside and out. So if the general audience loves it, it's like it's missing something from the people that it's made for. Does that well, make sense? Well, so know. so take take the take the Jackie Earl Haley 2009 sure. remake, right? Uh, as as horror fans, as like diehard fans of the original of of, of Robert England as uh Freddy, like yeah, did we hate that movie? Of course, sure. <laughs> like the movie it, also bombed elsewhere too, though it wasn't like it was just us that hated. Right, it, it was kind of universally <laughs> us hated. Us as in horror fans, but there are there are people probably out there who think that's among one of the better. Remember that car you saw that had the rap that was all oh yeah Jackie? oh yeah it was that it was yeah it was it was it was literally a, a car with one of those shrink wrap wraps around the entire so car bad. and it was all dedicated to the 2009 remake there's people who sure. love that movie sure but but this doesn't feel the same to me because i am a horror fan i am a fan of the original monsters i used to watch it quite a bit when as i was I. younger as did i and i still enjoyed this movie i think it was i, just, just, I like i i expected this movie to be very polarizing sure and it is sure. I mean, clearly. I feel, but like when I read reviews of of people who hate it, I feel like they didn't. Like I said, the first ten minutes, I go, "Oh God, this is going to be rough. I'm going to hate this." And then I, I literally, I stopped and I said to myself, "You're, you're art. You're fucking this up for yourself. You're, you're already hating on this, and you're ten minutes in, and you're not allowing. You're, I wasn't allowing myself to try and like it." So, and so I stopped, I re-racked, I had a glass of wine, I got loosey-goosey, and I, I sat back down, and I fucking, I, I actually had a really good time. Like, there was a, that, the line, I actually had an embarrassingly, like, like, laugh out loud, like, couldn't stop laughing moment, 
because it was one of the dumbest. Because I love dad jokes, dude. Sure, I, I sure. Fucking, which which one? It was the part where because I, I my my mood had already been kind of set because I love like little, <laughs> I love like little just weird weird mannerisms about uh, certain characters. Sure. And when he's introducing himself to those three guys who run the the uh, um, the funeral home. There's the three, yeah, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the three guys, like like the the one guy's like, my, I am, I am Mr. Gateman, and then the other guy goes, I am Mr. Uh, Goodberry, and then the last guy, like he's not even looking at him, and he just kind of goes, and I am Mr. Grave, <laughs> and I was already kind of chuckling, and then he goes, uh, and then Herman, who throughout the entire movie was delivering solid dad jokes, goes. Did you uh, have you guys looked into those? Uh, have you guys looked into those glass coffins? Those new glass coffins? And the one guy, they're they're all very serious, and he just goes, "I, I have they had any success?" And, and he goes, he goes, "It remains to be seen." <laughs> no, and that he was go, good. That and was then good. he stops for a second, and he goes, "Remains to be seen." <laughs> and I fucking I lost it, dude. I lost it. I thought that was I, so hilarious. I, I said from the beginning, it wasn't like I didn't laugh at this movie eventually, right? I, I, I did not like this movie. But that is, I'm not going to sit here and say that it was a complete, like it wasn't without, there were glimpses of of possibilities, right? I'm not going to say that it, was with, it wasn't without that. Listen. Because yes, that joke was very funny. That's, That's I said, hilarious. I, my first chuckles came when he was doing his dad, dad jokes on the routine when he got first yeah. brought to life, right? Oh, dude. I love those. The other one, I'm saying, the first, the, the first one. big, yeah. <laughs> the guy, he says, he says, I had a, what, what did he say? I had a, I had a buddy who died, uh, died because he drank a gallon of varnish. It was a, how does he say it? It was a. The beginning was rough, but the finish was <laughs> something. Like it was that. a. It was a bad beginning, but it was a. It was a great finish. <laughs> it was a beautiful finish. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking. That's no, I agree. Dude. I agree. There, there, there are things about this movie. Like I said, overall, let me get this out of the way. Overall, I thought this was just a bad movie. I thought the the tone was so incredibly uneven. And now, when you say uneven, there's peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say there wasn't peaks, but. It was so uneven tonally. The the acting was so uneven. The just everything about it just was not a cohesive unit for me that worked as as a motion picture. It just, yeah. it just didn't. Yeah. That being said, um, let's go through the cast list real quick yeah. here. Uh, to me, I'm thinking. I'm thinking like I'm. You you see me? I was just holding my face. I'm thinking back to just moments. Like to me, this whole movie was just a it was a collage of moments. That's the, and that's part of my problem. I liked it. That's not. That's more like an anthology, but not broken up into. No, because that's segments. what. Because that's what a TV show is. A this TV wasn't show a TV is, show. But it's supposed to no, be if like it's supposed the TV to be a TV show. show. Make an episodic series. No, why? Why are you so like? Why are you so rigid about? It doesn't this? work in this format. It does. No, it does. It, to me, it doesn't. Okay, go go through the okay. go through the cast. Um, this is going to be completely out of order, and this is actually how they listed on IMDb. So stick with us here. Uh, Cassandra Peterson. And her name was Cassandra. Cassandra. Uh, Elvira herself played Barbara Carr. She was the real estate agent. Yeah. Uh, almost, I almost didn't recognize her yeah. at first. Yeah. I go, oh fuck, that's Elvira. Yep. Uh, Sherry Moon Zombie, who plays Lily. 
poorly. And Donna <laughs> Doomley, who is the radio person? No, she was a... a TV. TV yeah. broadcaster. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she plays Lily Munster. Um, yeah, she tries. I thought... I, she I, tries. I, I thought I, she, she was... She, she grew on me. Like, I was, she was, I was annoyed... Easily, I was annoyed with the cadence and the weird voice at first, and didn't get it. She grew on me, and I by the end of it, I just thought she was pretty adorable. Um, she was hands down for me the worst thing about this movie. That's fine. I, I that's couldn't fair. stand her from the beginning. To that's end. fair. It just nothing worked. That's about fair. Her. I disagree, uh, but that's fair. Jeff Daniel Phillips plays Herman Zombo. <clears throat> And Shecky Von Rathbone, where his brain came from, Shecky <laughs> Von Rathbone. Uh, uh, so here's the thing about Herman, before you say anything. Yeah. Uh, I was never a fan of his voice, even from the trailers, whatever, right? Yeah. I will say that from like half the movie on, mm-hmm. it grew on me enough to where it didn't completely annoy me, but I still found myself wanting that original Herman deep voice because sure. he would do the laugh. Right, <laughs> like he would do the laugh, but then whenever he would go back to talking again, it didn't fit the laugh. Okay, and that threw me. I mean, that's very nitpicky, but like it's not though because it's the character. But, that's the thing. Okay, so he he's was doing this thing that is ingrained in that character, but then not doing the other things. That's a big thing to me. So, okay, I get what you're saying. I do get what you're saying. I went into this thinking I was gonna hate. Jeff Daniel Phillips as Herman because of the voice that I saw in the trailers. I was like, that's that's terrible. Why is he why is he talking like this? Like I didn't understand that a little bit. But he does such a good job of like I ended up loving him as Herman. Loved him because he does do the like the and and that kind of makes sense because not only was Shecky Van Rathbone Fred Wynn did that too. Yeah, sure. Not only did Shecky Van Rathbone in the short clip that you see of him on TV have that type of voice, but also it kind of makes sense Like when you think of the idea of Frankenstein's monster, who Herman obviously is. Sure. He's... He really is like he's he's reborn, you know? Yeah. So he's like a... He's, he's almost like a, a kid kind of like... A little bit. Going through adolescence again. Sort yeah. of. But also like... But also... Daniel uh, or uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips played around with his range so much that he would go up into that, and then and then when he would get serious, he'd get really down low, like talking to like when he was when he was trying to put on the charm for for Lily, mm-hmm. he would get he would get down really low and he'd talk cool to her, and then he'd uh, turn around and get all spazzy again. And I just thought that was yeah. I- like I said, I'm not gonna. It grew on me. By the end of the movie, I wasn't hating it. Put it yeah. that way. So yeah. it grew on me. Uh, Kristen had a really funny fucking thing. I was dying. I was cracking up more at this than I was the actual movie. <clears throat> and I go, um, this better be she good. goes, she goes, who plays Herman? And I go, oh, it's this guy named Jeff Daniel Phillips. And she goes, I don't know, I don't know that name. I go, you probably know him as the caveman in the Geico commercials. <laughs> and she goes, she goes, and I quote, oh. That's why his bone structure looks so familiar. <laughs> what? Only a makeup artist, <laughs> only a makeup artist could say that, and it's believable. <laughs> I was like, I was dying. I thought it was funny. Uh, anyway, though, um, so you have uh, Richard Brake, who plays Dr. Henry Augustus Wolfgang, and oh, Count Orlock. Perfectly. 
perfectly. Like he was amazing, <laughs> dude. Richard. He was he was in my top three best characters in the entire movie. Uh, Richard Brake doesn't do anything wrong. No, his Orlock was amazing awesome. too. Yeah, his Orlock was amazing. I actually his, didn't his realize or, that was his Orlock. Orlock was hilarious yeah. too. <laughs> like when he's nah. when he's showing off uh, his the, the pictures cats, of all the of cats his, his rats, like or his rats rather. You yeah. want to pet him? Yeah, it was, that, was that, was that was pretty good. Uh, you have Daniel Roebuck who plays the Count. Uh, maybe my favorite character in the movie. Fantastic. So good. Yep. There was a lot of reviews that said that they didn't even know what Daniel Roebuck was doing, but that was not Grandpa. What, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, he, fuck off. He, he was, was probably the, the one who was the closest yeah. to the original. Hands down the yeah. closest. Yeah, he was um, fantastic. He was absolutely incredible. Um, Butch Patrick, who played Eddie Munster in the original series, was the voice of the Tin Man. Oh, no shit, dude. Yep. That's he was awesome. There. Like Very I said, cool. these are not any, any kind of order. Uh, D. Wallace, you know D. Wallace. She played the Good Morning Transylvania announcer. Never heard of her. Never. Um, Pat Priest, who was the original Marilyn, played the airline announcer. Oh, cool. In the movie. <laughs> uh, now back to actual people in the movie. Uh, Jorge uh, Garcia was Floop. Dude. I, I thought Jorge Garcia was hilarious. Oh, I, thought gonna, I thought you were going to say his name's George. No. Uh, <laughs> no, Jorge no, Garcia. No, I thought he was hilarious. The he, thing with the cockroach. <laughs> I I could not place who he reminded me of until literally about a half an hour ago when I was thinking about it. Well, what, who was it? I'm like, every time he says something, it reminds me of somebody else. He absolutely reminds me of Chumley from Pawn Stars. Oh, yeah. It's the exact character. Yeah. You're really going to name him that buff? Like, yeah. it's the exact fucking character. Uh, he was great. And I love how he becomes like his man, like Herman's manager, too. And like, yeah. like his whole character kind of like develops with Herman's. <laughs> I thought that was great. Um, let's see here. Uh, Catherine Shell plays Zoya. Catherine Shell is somebody. She's in a bunch of shit, and I cannot for the life of me think of who she is now. 70s exploitation movies, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, well, she was in uh, James James Bond. Yeah, she was, uh, but there was a 70s exploitation flick that she was in, and I guarantee you that's why uh, Return Zombie. Of the, Return of the Pink Panther. Nope, nope. She was in Doctor Who. Nope, she was nope, in Space nope. 1999. I mean, all of these things are where he probably knew her from, too, but there was something that she was in. That I think is from the seventies. That I guarantee you is where Rob Zombie knows her best from. It's the Amazon something, like the Amazon women or something along those lines. The Prisoner of Zenda. No, keep going. Um, You'll find it. I have uh, I have faith in you. Gulliver's Travels. Nope, not that <laughs> one. Uh, also, I actually don't have him down here. I don't know how I missed him in my thing. But the guy who played Wolfie, um, the brother. Oh, Lester. Lester, thank yeah. you. Uh, he was great. Uh huh. Absolutely great. Might not have been perfectly in line with the original series, but I thought his character in this movie was great. The, the makeup was pretty bad, though. Well, it was supposed to be that. Now that was charming. <laughs> that was like supposed to be bad and charming, and I'm totally okay with. Oh, that. that's what you said earlier about the fucking muscle bodybuilder dickheads from space. You said it's so it's really charming, and I go, you thought that was charming, but you thought this movie was a piece of shit. You're a piece Sorry. of shit. Um, anyway, though, um, yeah, I don't know, dude, this, like, I just, we, we've gone through it all here. It, it is what it is. Like, you're either going to love this or you're going to hate it. I think you it's, need to, I think you need to. It needed a laugh track. The movie needed. There were. We a, talked about this before. It needed it. There were a couple, there were a couple moments in the movie where, uh, where they were on, like, uh, TV shows. Like, they did, like, uh, like, where you know, they were watching a TV interview or something, and there was 
the sound of a crowd laughing, and I was like, that would fit yeah. so much better over so, the rest of this movie. I told you, yeah. if the movie doesn't get released with a laugh track, I was doing something. Yeah. I have a rip of the movie on my computer. I am starting the black and white with a laugh track version. Good. Good. And I guarantee you it will elevate it. And that's not has nothing to do with my editing. Just the fact that it's no, there. I'm sure it, it will. will elevate it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure gonna, it will. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on that for uh, for the next little bit here. Um, yeah, dude. Overall, though, I think like I think you need. I'm oh. not gonna I'm not gonna tell you you need to re- rewatch this movie, okay. but like on a scale you get of a, ten, you get where a do you little put it? get a little jazz cabbage, get a little laugh lettuce. On a, on a scale of ten, where do you put this? Um. On a scale of using 10, the normal scale. On a scale of ten, I would on I would say five being middle, five being mids. I would say a seven five. Wow, that's way higher than I would have given it. I give it a four. It's below average, but that's not to say there aren't parts that still worked. You know, it's not all bad, mm. but it's definitely below average. I, and and what sucks I, about this is that it really hurts Rob Zombie. Um, the fact that this movie is coming out to such an uneven, at, at best an uneven response. Dude, all of his movies have. Sure, but this but this <laughs> every does him, single one of his movies has. But this does him been no very favors. Polarizing. But this does him no favors to go on to do anything outside of his general horror fare. This this could have been if this was universally loved. This could have been his calling card to be like, oh, Rob Zombie can handle things outside of the bloody, gory, you know, uh, potty mouthed movies he makes. I feel like, um, and I don't think it did it for him. I feel like no matter what, with Rob Zombie, there's going to be a contingent of people who, just like with M Night Shyamalan, will just. Zamba Lama Ding Dong. We'll we'll do that. <laughs> They'll they will just hate on his movies because he's Rob Zombie. And I don't do that. It's a Rob I, I, I'm I know from you a place don't do that. Doing that. I know you I don't just, do that, but I know a lot of people do. It's frustrating because I know that I like things that he does, mm-hmm. and it's frustrating that he's not really put out a movie. His last three movies have all been letdowns for me. Yeah. So, thirty one, uh, three from hell, monsters. They've all been letdowns to me. I don't know if I saw. Did I see Three from Hell? No, I let you borrow it. and You never watched it. Oh, that's right. Um, but like, but that's the thing though. Like those three movies are all not good. Like he's on a losing streak for me right now, which sucks. <clears throat> yeah, I know uh, he's capable of doing good things. Again, Lords of Salem is an incredible witch movie. It's probably one of the better witch movies, actually. But then you look up reviews for Lords of Salem, and there's just as I'm many people who say it's like absolute. But that, yeah, that's the thing. It's all subjective. Like sure. I liked the monsters. Oh, I'm not I, saying I you're went in. Wrong. I went into it thinking I was going going to hate it. Yeah, I went into it thinking like like from the trailer going Jeff Daniel Phillips is going to be fucking terrible as Herman, and I ended up really liking what he did with the character. Like. It's it's all subjective. There's no like Ooh. just because just because you and you know I didn't like the seventies stuff. I will say that like all the the because Rob Zombie one, another one of his calling cards is very like seventies esque like music and style and stuff. Like what? I don't think that really fit in this movie. The whole "I Got You, Babe" number and like all that seemed very out of place. That was didn't, my didn't work. The Sunny and Shirt thing was my least favorite yeah. part of the movie. Why does Herman have a mustache? It was funny. No, it wasn't. 
Because it's... It you, wasn't funny. <laughs> it's funny because if you watch the original show, stuff like that would just happen. Like, they'd suddenly be in weird costumes. They'd suddenly be... But no, there was a point to it because it was episodic and they set it up. It wouldn't just happen. No, they wouldn't set it yes, up. They I, would. I, I mean, they, they would to... enough a... monsters, James. Yes, they would. There's at least a reason for them doing what they're doing. It wouldn't just jump into this new thing where they're doing this random oddball task. Like, I don't know. That's that's where my problem with that comes uh, in. I think you're just taking it too seriously. I'm not taking it too seriously. I just I think you're taking it too seriously. Well, my opinion is that <laughs> fuck you. Let's move on to Nightmare Four. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Watch it for yourself. Judge it for yourself. We are we are completely split on this movie. Yeah, I liked it. Mike didn't. That's yep. just the way it is. That's most things. Yep. All right. Let's take your wife. Um, okay. <laughs> All right, so Love you, Aaron. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street for the, the Dream, Dream Master. Master. Uh, this is from 1988, directed by Rennie Harlan. I feel like we've talked about him a lot lately. Uh, did Cliffhanger, Die Hard 2, Exorcist the Beginning, Deepest, Bluest, My Head is Like a Shark's Fin, <laughs> uh, the upcoming Strangers trilogy reboots mm-hmm. that are coming out, mm-hmm. and uh, my personal favorite, Prison. Oh, Prison. Yeah. Prison. What's up? Uh, it's a movie about a prison and a guy on death row and he gets electrocuted and it's very much like Shocker. It could have been like, like Shocker and Prison could be sister movies, honestly. The guy very, can very travel similar. from person to person after he gets uh, That part of it might be different, but like... That's literally the whole point of Shocker. Similar. <laughs> uh, Kane Hodder, though, was in uh, was also in prison, was the uh, stunt guy. Oh, really? uh, that's the movie where... Kane Hodder, it was the very first movie, I believe, that Kane Hodder did after his big fire accident. Oh. And he did a full body burn in prison. In prison? Yeah. Jeez, dude. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a, I think I, that could be a correction. I'm I'm 90% sure that I have that right. But, Yikes. But yeah. After, ha- like, after having half your fucking body right, melted off. He jumped right just back, right into, back it, into it. Yep. That's fucky. Uh, let's see here. Freddy Krueger once re- uh, returns once again to terrorize the dreams of the remaining dream warriors, as well as those of a young woman who may be able to defeat him for good. Cool. Dun, dun, dun. Um, okay. In the scheme of things, because mm. we have not seen... I've not seen the Nightmare movies through and through for a long time. I mm-hmm. mentioned this last week. Um, three was my penultimate at that point. Like, it was... That was, like, to me, like, the best Freddy movie to date. That's not what penultimate means. Is it not? Is that not it? Penultimate means... School me, baby. Penultimate means second to last. Oh. Well, then. (laughs) Was not that. So, like, if our last episode of this show was going to be next week, this would be our penultimate episode. Uh, And I got a little news for you. What's that? This is our penultimate episode. (laughs) Good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, no, I, um, if three though was the best, mm-hmm. I feel like this, I honestly, I don't know. It's weird. So I'm really weird with this I got movie. my rankings already set up if you want to hear them. For what we've watched so far? Yeah. Okay. Let me hear. Uh, it's, well, we didn't watch one on this Well, sesh, no, but we have. Yeah. But, but one. Is best. Three, four, two. One, three, four, two. Right. It's probably where This, this movie was it. not as good as three, but it was better than two. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think, again, like the name of the game for this entire show, to me, mm-hmm. uneven movies. Yeah. Now, it's funny, because a lot of people love 4. 
Like absolutely love four. Four I, the, I four liked was it. the highest grossing nightmare before Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, really? Yeah, fifty million dollars, forty nine million dollars it grossed. <laughs> I feel like it's just because like people were well it after. Was the, it, well, it was three, the Freddy hype train. Well, too. three was awesome. Yeah. So you three went and amazing. you saw three, and then like everybody was hyping up three, of and course. they were like, "Oh fuck!" Well, four. So I, it makes sense that four would be the highest grossing. I thought four had a really now, really underwhelming first half, and then the second half though was was worlds better so what you're saying though is that for this one uh outperformed all the other ones at the box office correct and then there was a steep drop off after this yes probably because this one wasn't as good as that three. that's a good point you know what that's i mean a good point um yeah the dream master though like i said i i felt very uneven mm-hmm. very uneven um you have a returning from nightmare three you have uh rodney eastman playing joey he comes back from night from nightmare three uh, you have Ken Sagos who plays Kincaid from mm-hmm. Nightmare Three, and then you have the character of Kristen coming back. Uh, unfortunately, though, she is not played by Patricia Arquette this time. She's right. played by Tuesday Night. Tuesday Night. Did her parents conceive her on the second day of the or third day of the week? Is that how she got her name? Because, come on, the third. Did you say the third well, day Sunday of the week? Is the first day of the week? Oh, you're one of those. No, that's that's how America works, James. Nah, dude. Yeah. No. Yeah. What? Sunday's the first day of the week. That is literally how everything works. Look at a calendar. Sunday's the first day of the week. Just when it's James. fine if you look at the calendar like you that, mean Mike. The thing that tells so, dates. <laughs> so when so when you say so when you say when you yeah. Michael Heckman yeah. say uh next week. You mean Sunday? Sunday starts next week, yes. So when... <laughs> that's You're full of shit, dude. When you say next week, at the start of next week, you mean Sunday. Yes. That's crazy. You're that the only person in America no, no, that I'm thinks not. that. No, I'm not. Because <laughs> every person who looks at a fucking calendar sees Sunday as the first day of the week. Nobody thinks of Sunday as you're the insane. beginning of the... Nobody. You're insane. Nobody thinks of Sunday as the beginning of the week. You're crazy. Every... You're crazy. Monday starts the work week. Yeah, the work which, week. Which starts yes, the week. Uh, the work week. No. Dude, the weekend is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The weekend. The weekend. The no. end of the week. The beginning of the weekend no. is Friday night and Saturday. No, that's crazy. Well, yeah, the beginning of the weekend. And then yeah. the end of the weekend is Sunday. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. No, you're fucked. <laughs> Tuesday night plays Kristen, though. Uh, she is a returning character from three. Uh, Tuesday night is nowhere near as likable oh, to as go, Patricia To go Cat. back to that, though, yeah, also, yeah. terrible name, Tuesday yeah, night, yeah. my God. Uh, yeah, uh, she wasn't, she's, she was, uh, I, was glad, I was glad that she died. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, this. I want Patricia Arquette back yeah. or get rid of this person. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. She was about as likable as a bowl of soup. Like, I like it for an evening, but that's about it. I could have, listen, I could you know? eat soup like two or three nights in a row. But then yeah, I get yeah. sick of it. Fine, fine. She was about as likable as like weak old potato leek soup. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Still tastes good. Yeah. You're gonna be sick afterwards. Though. Right. <laughs> and like and like tonight's the last night. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. day five. Like no, we're she done. She's fine. She was fine. She she walked into the role though in like obviously trying to play catch up though. Sure. Yeah. Even the other character said, I watched the part of uh, never sleep again for this movie. Uh-huh. And even uh, the guys that played Joey and Kincaid were like, how do you walk into a movie and have repertoire with this person you've never met before? 
when she's playing the same character as this other person that you feel like you're really good friends with after spending an entire movie on, you know? Right. Like, so it was weird for them to rapport. Like, rapport. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Adding to the cast, though. Well, and they were. I, I read something too that like they were all desperately in love with Patricia Arquette. All like oh, all the all, like all the guys in the in the in that in Dream Warriors yeah. were like asking Robert England for love advice and stuff, saying really? like, "Oh man, like you think she's into me?" Blah blah blah. And like Robert they Englund's all like, "No, <laughs> yeah, just nah, probably no. not." Uh, so yeah, so this girl comes into a situation where two of these actors, three of these actors have already played alongside this character and the actress they love, yeah. you know? So, so that was weird for them. Uh, uh, joining the cast though, you have, uh, Andres Jones who plays Rick, who is Kristen's boyfriend in this movie. Uh, you have, let's see here, Alice, who is Rick's little sister, who Alice ends up becoming the final girl in this mm-hmm. movie. Uh, Sheila, who is the nerdy asthma girl, who I'm playing my best uh, cosplays for tonight. Uh, Dan, who is a jock who Alice has a crush on. Uh, Debbie, who is a friend who uh, is workout fresh, I guess you could say. I don't know. I don't know how else to describe her. Uh, and then you have a guy named uh, Fred Krueger, who is returning uh, from the other movies. Who is also workout fresh. Workout fresh. Now, he's fire fresh. Uh, this movie really... Fresh, fresh out the I, oven. I said that, that that Nightmare 3 really establishes Pizza Freddy. Yeah. Like, in terms of like what you think of as Freddy Krueger. Sure, the first yeah. two movies are not what you think of as Freddy Krueger. Right. Um, this movie, for definitely continues that yeah he does look a little bit weird sometimes in his close-ups though like the prosthetics are a little bit too much Mm -hmm. they're a bit they're a bit much but most of the time he looks fine again and he's pizza freddy through and through and like he's still he's he's definitely like he established that in three and he's continuing it in four and like so that so that is well on its way right um i thought that robert england got shafted for the first half of this movie um his when he popped up for the kills they just kind of seemed like afterthoughts. Yeah. Like Freddy, like Freddy Krueger as a character is always like a main part of the story. Right. And he really wasn't for the first half of this movie. Yeah. Which is why I say this movie is very uneven. Yep. You, the beginning of the movie is all about the original Night Street, uh, Elm Street kids from the first, from the third the movie. Dream rather, Warriors. Yeah. Dream Warriors. But they don't, they're kind of inconsequential. So I'm surprised as to why they spent an entire half a movie before they killed them all off. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, I I get it to a certain extent because they wanted to set up this idea that Alice her Alice who is the dream master kind of soaks up the the energy and the the special abilities that they have within the dream world. Yeah. So it makes sense that they kind of dwelled on that for a while. Like they you, could have cut the like first... you needed to see that Kincaid was really strong. You needed to see that uh what the hell could Joey do? I don't know if Joey could do anything. Uh, Joey couldn't swim in a waterbed. Oh, he could suddenly. <laughs> that was a cool death. It was. <laughs> it was, it was cool a pretty. Death. That was probably one of the better ones in the movie. You're just saying that because there was tits in it. Well, that does help. I mean, that helps. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, I totally agree with you though. Like, there was wasted opportunity. Like, I feel like, jo- like Kincaid. I love the junkyard set. Oh, it's so good. It's such a cool so setting. So cool, yeah. Like there's so much stuff you could do and 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 like moving the cars in and having them start on fire and stuff is really cool, but uh-huh. then only to have Freddy show up 
and stab him in the guts with his with his gauntlet. Like that that yeah. doesn't like it was very anticlimactic. Yeah, there's no there's no imagination like part of the reason I love Freddy Krueger is because he lives within the dream world and he himself he knows that he can bend the the physical reality of that world to anything that he wants. Yes. And they fucking they nailed it in the third movie. Mm-hmm. He was the giant worm. He was uh, show, like showing up. Anything and, that they're afraid of or they have a connection to, he exploits. Right. Yeah. And he didn't do that in this movie. Like, if you had already nailed it in the third movie, why would you not do it in the... If you want to make Kincaid feel weak, mm-hmm. then you take the form of a giant mutant boxer and you box him. <laughs> so, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And you beat him at his own game. Right. You do it. Like, to me, that could have been really, really cool, too. Right. But the junkyard scene was great. Don't get me wrong. I oh, love it. Oh, it was cool. It was just scene. a very... It, like, that setting itself is very if, cool. If this movie did anything right... I think that all of its like sets, the set design, yeah, was incredible. Yeah. In this movie, yeah, um, and the special effects in this movie were fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. And that really has to do with the fact that they had some of the 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 best special effects artists working in the eighties on this movie. You had John Carl Beekler, Howard Berger, Jim Doyle, Kevin Yeager, Screaming Mad George, and Steve Johnson, mm. all working on one film. That's a <laughs> That's a who's who yeah. of of eighty especially like eighties working special effects. Right, artists. right. That's insane. Yeah. Um, and the ending of the movie, we'll get there. Oh, the ending dude. of the movie yeah. is God. is worlds better yeah. than anything in three. And that says a lot. Mm-hmm. That final sequence though. Amazing. Amazing. Yep. Um, that being said though, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Sure. Um, I I actually thought they could have cut down the original Dream Warriors cast. In the vi- you could have had the opening scene of the movie pick up where Dream Warriors left off, mm-hmm. and you could have taken out Kincaid and Joey right in the beginning of the movie, right? And it wouldn't have hurt anything. They right. did not need to extend that out 20, 30 minutes into the film. Yeah, I um, agree with that. Maybe leave Kristen behind and get her afterwards. Sure, sure. But it did not need to be the first half of the movie. Yeah, that that to me was wasted time, and again, Freddie felt like an afterthought because the story was more about Kristen than it was Freddie. Right, and. To me, that's a misstep. Right. Just my opinion. Right. Um, especially considering these movies all have a very similar plot. You don't really need to explain the characters as much as they do. Yeah. I know that sounds kind of backwards, but it's true. No. No, you're absolutely right. Most You're pe- there to see Freddy. Yeah. Most people who are going to see Nightmare on Elm Street 4 have already watched 1, 2, and 3. Correct. So Correct. you don't need to dwell on it for that long. Um, yeah, I, I, I felt... So in that same regard, I felt the plot was really weak in the first half of this movie. Like it, like I said, I, I kind of felt like this is a dud. Mm-hmm. The first half of the movie, I kind of felt like it was a dud. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's really not doing anything for me. Um, and they just weren't utilizing Freddy yeah. to his full he just, potential. He shows up for the kills and he leaves. Yeah. That's it. And the There's, kills were weak, too. Like, they just weren't that exciting. Sure. You know? Not to say that all the kills in the rest of the movie weren't weak as well, but it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, there was some, yeah, there was some cool stuff. My my focus goes to, in, in terms of the rest of the kills being weak, you have, and this one actually makes sense when you actually know what happened. The the, the death scene of, what's his fuck, the, the kid that apparently was a, a martial arts master, even though he looked nothing like a martial arts master. Oh, uh, um, What's Rick? his name? Rick, yeah. Right. So Rick, Rick's, was it? Yeah, Rick's death was really weird to me because Freddy's not even in the scene. 
He, yeah, he's it's literally fighting. just his glove. Yeah, he's... Now, the reason that that is, is because in the script, they had written Rick's death when he was in the elevator going down to wherever he was going. Yeah. The elevator, and this is a way better idea. The elevator was supposed to be falling at such a speed that like one by one, the sides and the ceiling and the, and the bottom were all going to fall out. Mm-hmm. And he just fell into an abyss of nothingness, like, like down to hell, basically. Like he like the bottom falls out first in the in the storyboards and he's gripping the sides and then the one side goes and like it's just and to me I think that'd be should be a really cool death scene. That's a cool idea. It just doesn't I can understand why they why they thought like, well, Freddie needs to be involved here. Well, somehow. I'm sure he would have been probably plucking away the sides of it or something. Sure, yeah. They didn't do it because they ran out of money. They couldn't um... build they couldn't build the set to have it happen. So they're like, well, we need, he's, we already shot the scene where he's dead. So something needs to happen. And that's when they basically just took a set and put some white curtains up and called it like a dojo. (laughs) And that's what you got. That's why that scene is what it is. So that scene was less than effective in my opinion. I, I, and I remember watching it. I was just like, that's a weird, you go, it's a weird scene for a Freddy kill. You go from this movie before where every kill was so gourmet, if you will, you know, like it was so like special. They were all, right. yeah, they were all, they were all finely tuned to the person who and was dying. Why, why, if he's, if he's trained in karate, why is he just throwing over the shoulder boxing haymakers? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's, it's, it's when it, when it comes down to, uh, when it actually comes down to it, can you utilize your training? This guy doesn't know karate. <laughs> now, here's a guy. Um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I thought that... Was, it did strike me, too, though, that the whole martial arts part of Rick's character, mm-hmm. it strikes me. I don't know this for sure, but it strikes me as though there was another character originally in the script, mm-hmm. and he didn't serve a purpose. So they took his attributes and then plugged them into Rick, who was maybe a boring character, mm-hmm. to try to build up one, one more full character as opposed to two characters are you saying this with some kind of knowledge no not at all it strikes me as that because his character does not make sense as to being a martial arts guy so it just strikes me as they put another Mm. character's attributes onto him to get rid of another character i feel like it was more so just like they needed they needed alice to have another skill to absorb but she could have absorbed it though from another character too, though, who yeah. died in, in the original script. Yeah, but that's that on. Would, yeah, that's what I'm no, saying. Oh, though. yeah. So like you're talking about, they originally just wrote another character. Yeah, yeah. But then, but but then realized like, it's well, not, we're not needed g- to have another character. Right. But then Rick's boring, so let's just give all the attributes to this probably Asian character they were writing in the movie. <laughs> let's just give Rick these attributes. Yeah, with a sweet Karate Kid headband. <laughs> it really was weird that it was it, like. It's like, what's with the? They just stopped in the middle to do a, a like a martial arts workout montage. Yeah, and it just it felt like weird and out of place. Yeah, I don't get it. A lot of this movie felt weird and out of place because they were trying to show you the attributes that each of the people had, so that they could so that you would understand it when Alice started to display those same attributes. Sure. Like she's, oh, every time somebody dies, she gains their power. She was supposed to have more, and then they thought it would be confusing, which is weird coming off the third movie where everybody had powers. They thought that Alice having more powers would be confusing. 
I mean, not yeah. Like I don't understand why that would be. If you understand, if you understand the fact that with each uh, with each person, she's absorbing the powers that they had. Why would that be confusing? Yeah, yeah. well, they they rallied away from it for in a lot of uh, uh, examples. Look at how young Dennis Hopper was. In Holy this movie. shit, he's in black and white. Isn't that crazy? He's like eighteen years old. Wow, it's a babe. <laughs> Total babe. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, I. After that, though, that was the last, like, lame kill. After that, everything ramped up. Yeah. And like I said, the the ending of this movie was absolutely fucking incredible. There's, and I, yeah. I feel like we can't talk about any of this. Like, I, like there, there's there's some other stuff. The, um, the bug kill happens before the end. I don't understand that. Well, did she have a phobia of bugs that I missed in the beginning of the movie that caused her to turn into a bug? Well, I meant, or was that just completely random? So there's two things. Um, Before you get there, yeah, can you uh, dream master bait me out a beer? <laughs> just shake it up and spray it in my face. <laughs> I will. Do you want me to shake it up? No, because I would make a mess in your basement. So there's only there's two things that I can think of. Uh, so one. Uh, what was the girl, the girl with asthma, what was her name? Sheila. Sheila. Which, her death was pretty cool, actually. Oh, her death was awesome, yeah. Uh, wanna suck face, and then he just, like, sucks all the air out of her. Uh, that was pretty cool. She did come to school with some, some, some sort of contraption. Yeah, what, and she, what was that? She, I think she mentioned to Alice something about like oh i'm gonna give this to so-and-so because she doesn't like bugs this is this is that like the mechanical device i didn't understand what that was the only other thing i could think of was there's there's one scene where uh it's after who dies is that when the cockroach is in her fries or something like that and she pulls out a fry and there's oh well well, there's that too that's the only bug related thing that i remember from the movie well then ryan uh, ryan or rick what the hell is his name Rick. rick There's a scene where, and if you, I actually rewound it a couple times just to hear exactly what he was saying, and he says, uh, "It it it's right after somebody dies. Who the hell dies? It's right after Kincaid dies, maybe." Uh, the junkyard scene. Yeah, it's either right after he dies or right after Joey dies. Okay. And they cut to um, Alice walking into the classroom. Mm-hmm. And it's oh, it's it's right before because Kincaid and, and Joey die on the same night, right? Yes. And she doesn't know it yet, and so she's going to walk into the class, and that's when she sees that both mm. of their desks are empty. Yeah. But before she realizes that their desks are empty, Rick is saying to one of his buddies, he says, um, "I don't know exactly how it goes, but he he says something to the effect of, uh, well." <laughs> And it's such a dickhead thing for a high schooler to say. Uh, well, uh, Kafka and Geth, I can't, I don't know how you pronounce this author's name, Gotha, Gethra, something like that. Well, Kafka and Gethra aren't irreconcilable to me. <laughs> Kafka, Franz Kafka, his most famous, his most famous uh, work, uh, work story is Metamorphosis. Okay. Where the narrator of the, of the, story gradually turns into a giant cockroach so that was that was the only other connection that i could think of yeah to... I, 
I just thought it was weird. She turns into a well, cockroach and it's great. That's it's a great t- oh, it looks scene. awesome. Like, like her working out and her her fucking elbows cracking backwards yeah. was so effective. I'm like, oh god, the elbows. <laughs> like that that was the turning point in the movie. Yeah. The suck face part was cool. Yeah, it was but cool. But this was the part where I'm like, oh, okay master effects are in work now right like this is what i've been waiting for for the entire movie yeah like her and her and elbows crack open the little like the little so bug arms start to come so out from gooey the, and yeah. viscousy and like amazing yeah. like like that that was where it really 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 started um and her the fact that she gets into the roach motel and then freddie pulls it away from his face and you see his giant eyeball in the back of the roach motel mm-hmm. and then he just squishes it with his hand <laughs> is is it's it's both ridiculously climactic and anticlimactic all at the same time well because like seeing like seeing her uh when you're down on her level like seeing her, she she ends up she's running from him, and she's got these giant bug arms sticking out of her own arms the whole time, and then seeing her walk onto the glue trap, yeah, and like that whole scene is so dramatic. Like sure. she's her face is stuck to the glue, and like she can't she can't get up, and she's gradu- and then she finally pulls her face up, but then her face rips away, and she's a cockroach underneath, yep. and it's all so. When her it's face all, rips away from yeah, the it looks cockroach, amazing. head looks incredible, and it's all so dramatic. Yeah. But then, but then, it pulls back to just her being tiny and yeah, Freddie just like it and, very much reminds me of the marionette kill in three, where Freddie is so much bigger than the person he's killing. Like that reminds me a lot of that. Like, this is that movie's version of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and it, and it's cool. It gives you like this. Uh, weird bird's eye view of yeah. Freddy. Like, like, like they're, they're so small to him. I get like, you it, know, it, yeah, it shows you like his, it, it's a view of his omnipotence within the, within the dream world, you know? Sure. Like when you pull out from like this, when you pull back from this dramatic thing that's going on you just see him and to him, it's like nothing. Yeah. It's just squashing a bug. So after you're after, like the buzzing of flies to the him, buzzing of flies, <laughs> Um, so after that scene, though, leads to the best scene in the movie where Kristen suddenly pulls out all of her uh, emo punk rock phase jewelry that no one knew she ever had. Like, yeah. Why does she have spike jewelry and why does she have? Well, because the chick gave it to her. The one girl oh, gave she? it to her. Oh, did she? She said, yeah, this is a this is a, a good luck charm or something like oh, this. Oh, OK. OK. That makes sense because she does strap some other stuff from all the other people around. OK. Right. I guess that makes sense. Well, oh, okay. so like okay. if you as you watch the movie, she's she's collecting these little tokens from each person. So she's got the the headband from her brother. She's mm-hmm. got the the mechanical thing from Sheila. She has the spike bracelet from uh, what was her name? Bug girl. Yeah, bug girl. Um, what was her name? And then at the same time, throughout the entire movie, her whole her whole mirror is covered in pictures of Debbie. All of her Debbie. Debbie. Her whole mirror in her bedroom is covered with pictures of her friends. Sure. And every time one of her friends dies, she takes their picture off the mirror. And then she gradually sees her own face underneath. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the mirror is covered up at first, but then as each of the pictures come it's down, more, she yeah, sees yeah. her own face. And then like all of her friends and their skills are reflected back in her own face. And then mm-hmm. she becomes this badass mm, goth. Really, she's not really that badass. Warrior fairness, chick but... who can suddenly do nun- nunchucks like you wouldn't believe. 
All I'm saying, I've seen better final chicks. Just well, saying. sure. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. She's she's not exactly the most, uh, I don't want to say believable, but she's she's not the best final girl. We'll uh, say did you see her tie her hair back? I did. And then suddenly? I did. Be able to do the nunchaku? Did. Yeah, yeah. She's like Michelangelo and that shit. Killer cold cuts. <laughs> um, no, so this though does Keep lead. Keep practicing, dude. But this does lead to, I, and, I, and I say this seriously this time, my favorite part of the movie, the set piece of the cathedral. Yeah. In my opinion, amazing is the best set piece so far in the entire series. Yep. I love the Elm Street house. I love the boiler room. I love all that, and that's all very iconic to Freddy. For some reason, though, the the chapel. Yep. Freddy's Evil Chapel just takes the cake for me. It's I totally so agree. cool. I totally agree. It's the um, uh it's it's the it's the uh like the, the stained glass the stained glass cuz there was like a stained glass sort of um was it stained glass? There oh, was, it was, yeah, there was like a stained glass motif. Like a stained glass oh, motif yeah, yeah. set against the the blight of this like worn worn down church. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was also very decrepit. He was worn down, but very decrepit at times. Like, yeah. It was under construction. Like, it looks like your very stereotypical abandoned under construction church or whatever. Like, it just works, though, yeah. for this type of movie. And I felt like that backdrop, based with the ending that we got of Freddy dying, where all the souls come out of his chest, Man. is one of the most. It, it's That might be the best visual. So far in the entire series, absolutely, and I'm hard is. pressed to remember anything better than that. Honestly. No, 100 percent, it is. It's so, it's so cool, um, and so crazy. Like I don't even know how they pulled it off. Like, I, I like, I understand which part because they almost didn't. <sighs> really, all of it. Like, so there's, so there's the there's seeing seeing Robert England with the smaller tiny arms coming out of them. Mm-hmm. But then there were certain shots where it was obviously full-size humans underneath like latex or something. Yep. They that built pr- they built a giant like almost story and a half to two-story bust of Freddy from like belt line to neck. Really? <laughs> and it was basically they called it the dental dam Freddy. Where his <laughs> yeah. whole chest was painted to look a certain way, but it was like this weird flexible like latex. Latex, yeah. And it's funny, they 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 underestimated how heavy this thing was, mm-hmm. and have when all the people were pressing up against it. And as they say in the documentary, there's this one tiny little Asian woman at the very top of the thing, holding the top in place. And when everybody started pushing on it, it pushed the entire thing buckle. over. She oh, comes, fl- no. there's video of this. She comes flying off the top of it. All of the actors in the middle of the chest go flying. Like the whole thing collapsed on set. Really? Yeah, it was a huge, it was a really, really big deal. People get hurt? No, no. From my understanding, nobody got hurt. Damn. Uh, one of those people, oddly enough, one of the souls within the chest, Leanna Quigley. Oh, really? Oddly enough. I don't know <laughs> where this was in her career. If she just happened to be there and was like, you want to go in there? And she said yes, because she was big in the 80s oh yeah this movie was made in 88 so she already had a name for herself 
So why she was there, who knows? Might have just been one of those like fun Could have been. Easter egg kind of things. Like she, her, like her I said, she was probably just there. She, she was, was probably friend, visiting set. friends with the people making the movie, and they're just like, "Hey, exactly." <laughs> but one of them was Liana Quigley, uh, Linnea, Linnea, sorry, in the uh, in the chest or whatever. But that whole thing happened. But between the, let's the be, gigantic, let's be, let's be fair. It's it's she was most likely the one where you could see the boobs. Well, she, she was, yeah, right. yeah. Um, but like between the giant aperture, the giant aperture, giant the miniatures, and everything that they combined for those scenes, it's incredible. The giant, it is a, it's a feat. When they the Freddy's, mini, the miniature and the bigature, the bigature, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freddie's jaw gets ripped off at one yeah. point too, which is amazing. Like the whole that entire sequence is well, that, incredible. Like, and the, and then like how all the little arms are coming out and like pinning him against the. It's a bonanza. Yeah, it is an effects man. bonanza. It's so cool. Yeah, it looks incredible. Uh, and it's and it's really like you say. I'm, I'm not even hard pressed to say that there's no other visual um not that i remember no other uh yeah like no other visual sequence in the in the series so far that looks that good yeah and just from it's been years since i've watched the rest of this franchise Mm -hmm. i can't think of anything else that i know of that looks that good i mean we'll see in the coming in the coming weeks but like i get it's it's so cool like it's it's really such a cool sequence and an amazingly shot like the and the fact that you can you can tell it's all practical you know yeah like oh there's yeah there's no there's no there's no tricks other than the tricks of the trade when it with with practical effects it, amazing it a, it, just it was a time that won't be replicated yeah. because now even though they're doing more practical effects in movies now mm-hmm. they're still using digital t- to be more lenient on oh there's a cable here or there's this they can get right. rid of that stuff right back then they had none of that right like the, like it was an absolutely ingenious time of creativity mm-hmm. back in the 80s yep you know it, it just it will never be replicated mm-hmm. um speaking of the 80s what a crazy time for this movie to come out uh in 1988 you had within the span of a couple of months you had uh Nightmare on Elm Street, you had uh, Nightmare on Elm Street uh, Dream Master come out. You had Friday the 13th Part 7 come out, my mm-hmm. favorite mm-hmm. of the Friday movies, uh, New Blood, and you had Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, all coming out within like a 30 to 60 day period. Jeez. Like, what a time to be alive, <laughs> to be a horror fan, right? Yeah. When yeah. all of these franchises are just running on full speed. Mm-hmm. Arguably, at, at some of their highlight moments. Actually, I would not even arguably at their highlight moments. So, out of those three, though, how would you rank them? Ooh, how would I rank them? Well, I don't like. Well, obviously, Halloween, Halloween Four would be. I know a lot bottom. of people do. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, I don't like Halloween Four. Yeah. Uh, I would say New Blood, Dream Master, Return of Michael Myers mm. for me personally. Mm-hmm. What about you? Probably the same. Yeah. Yeah. New Blood's my favorite Friday though, so I I can't not. It's the first Kane Hodder. Yeah. Come on. It's yeah. the best one. <laughs> yeah. But um And but I'm yeah. just I'm partial to I'm partial to Jason as a character. Just sure. Anyway. Sure. I love Freddy, but Sure. I don't know. I've always this been... this also the the high grossing of this movie also prompted 
uh, it convinced the producers to create Freddy's Nightmares, which was the TV series. Oh, yeah. Freddy Krueger TV series, mm-hmm. which uh, episode number one is the origin story of Freddy Krueger. I don't know if you've ever seen it or not. Uh, maybe we should do that for the final uh, the final episode here. We'll do a thing on Freddy's Nightmares and do the, the origin story of Freddy Krueger. That could be fun. Did... Uh... When did when did Freddy's Freddy's Nightmares start? Nineteen eighty eight. On TV, it started. Yeah, no. This movie prompted them to make the TV show. So yeah. I never. Did you ever read any of the books? So I the which books? Um, say them. I don't know for sure. No, was it was it not Freddy's Nightmares? Was it ah fuck? If it's the ones that I'm thinking of, do you have any of these at your parents' house? No. Did you, oh, maybe. Did you, did actually, you actually, maybe. Because um, if you do, get them. Are they worth a lot of money? They're worth a shit ton of money. Are yeah. they really? Yes. Um, I'm trying to find... Because I actually just came across one in the wild while we were on our way up to the thumb for our vacation I actually, like three weeks ago. I actually might have one at my parents' house. Because I read There's one... There's a name for them, and I cannot for the life remember what it's called now. I read one when I was in junior high because I, I had like... I had recently been introduced to these movies, mm-hmm. and I liked them, but they scared the shit out of me. But I liked the idea of horror. So when I saw that there was a Friday the Thir- or not Friday the Thirteenth, a Nightmare on Elm Street book series, Tales of Terror. Yes, I want to say middle, the middle one at the bottom. Let me see. Yes. Yeah. That book, that one book, yeah, is worth about seventy to eighty dollars. Really? That one paperback, yeah, really, yeah, they're they're really hard to come by. So if you have any, get them and give them to me. Well, I'm not gonna give them to you. <laughs> um, you should give them to me. But it was I, I remember it being weird because I I knew about Freddy Krueger, I knew the character and stuff, and then like this book was. You read the entire book, and there was a lot of supernatural stuff going on. Sure, but it was never nowhere throughout the entire book was it mentioned that it was Freddy Krueger behind any of this stuff. And then okay. literally, like the final conflict, he it showed he showed Kruger, up. Yeah. yeah, the series is kind of like that too. The, the, it, oh, the first did, the first few episodes, like the first like half of the first season, has a lot of Freddy in it. But then it kind of goes the way of like Tales from the Crypt, where it's just cautionary tales. You know what? I'm, it's coming back to me now. The story was there was. Oh, it, it's actually very similar to uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Two. It was a it was a young man in the book. It was a young man who kept going, like kept having these bad nightmares, and then in the nightmares he was doing these horrible things, and it turned out he was murdering people. Okay, and then. You don't find out until the end of the book that Freddy has been using his body to go out and murder people. So okay. it's it's basically okay. exactly yeah. like yeah. Uh, Nightmare it's on Elm Street too. Kind of yeah. Kind of story. yeah, I gotta find that book. I'm sure it's at my parents' house somewhere. Anyway, that's should... totally off topic. Anyway, though, um, that's Nightmare Four. Uh, I really enjoyed Nightmare Four, the second half. I, again, I will say that it was an uneven movie. Yeah. I know a lot of people love it, but it, it to me it's it's definitely more uneven than I would have liked. Yeah, I just don't. Uh, it it didn't it didn't rise to the it didn't it but didn't it, meet the quality as far as the the um the ensemble. It, 
was it not the cream of the crop? Cream of the crop. <laughs> the cream always rises to the top. Uh, yeah, it didn't. It just didn't. Like, is it didn't. It didn't hit the same kind of stride that three did for me yeah i agree three had all the creative kills it it's had perfect. all three it, was a creative it had all typhoon the, of perfection it had all the likable characters i feel like this movie killed everybody off too quickly well like you really didn't you beca- like because the movie spent half the movie on old characters yeah. and not enough time on the new characters right like when sheila died i was like what already yeah and it's because they spent There's, so much time on Joey and Kincaid. They gave her no time. Right. Yeah. And then when uh, the pump and iron chick died, I was like... Debbie. Yeah. She, like, she, you didn't even give her any time to... to There's like, no character development. Right. That's really the thing. You don't care right. about the characters. They introduced you to the characters, and then they just systematically offed each one of them. The, the only character they really... Characters, I would say, they really built up mm-hmm. were Alice and Jake. Jake, was that his name? Dan. Rick. Rick. Nope, nope, not Rick. The jock, Dan. Dan. Yes, yeah. Dan and Alice were the only two they say semi build up. And Rick. I will say this. There was one really cool thing they did that was unlike anything that I've seen in an Elm Street movie. Uh, When Dan and Alice are running to Dan's truck. Oh, like the circular. And they they would show them running to the truck. We got to get there. And they cut to something else. And the next scene is them running out of the diner. We got to get there. And they cut to something else. Yeah. And at first, I literally thought that I hit the chapter back. Same. I really did. I I was looking at my remote and I was like, it's the same thing. But then I realized the next scene was different. I'm like, "Uh, okay. They do it four times. It's really effective. Mm Mm-hmm. Like it is super, super effective. Yeah, they get they get caught in a time loop. Yeah, I'll give it um, that. And uh, I did. There was uh, another sequence I really liked was when she goes to the to the movie theater, and she okay. sits down. When she walks in, she sits down, and you see that there's like five other people in the theater with her. Yeah. Um, and I hated that scene. And you don't see them. You don't see them at first, but when she gets sucked into the movie screen, she looks back, and it's all five of her friends who have been killed. And they're applauding. On the outside, yeah. 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 Like, I thought that was pretty cool. No, it was that actually kind of That creepy. part of it was cool. My, my problem was um, what theater only sells seven seats and puts them in the fucking balcony? That's, uh, I, I don't know. No theater does that. No theater. It's you so could, unrealistic, You could choose to sit in the balcony if you wanted to. No, you can't. To. It's always shut off. No. You go to the main floor. Nah, dude. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. I don't think so. Anyway, that's Nightmare Four. Yeah, God was... bless. God bless Rennie Harlan for being practically poor and storming into Bob Shea's office like four, five, six, seven times in a row before he actually got the job. I he need... literally bullied himself into that role. I Bob need Shea, this, man. Bob Shea, and his assistant literally say in the documentary that we felt like we had to hire him just so that he could afford to buy a new shirt because he was smelling by the time he came in the last couple of times. Like, oh Rennie Harlan came from uh, Sweden, I think. Yeah. And, like, just needed a job. He did prison, but then needed needed a job, and he bullied his way, basically, into directing this movie. Hmm. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a fascinating story. Again, uh, if you want to learn more, uh, watch Never Sleep Again. It's incredible. It's actually on YouTube. It's a test- the entire three-and-a-half-hour series is on, uh, or movies on YouTube. It's a testament to persistence, though, yeah. oh, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. Just, like, 
sometimes sometimes you just got to be the the person who just gets in there and gets in people's faces and he also goes on about how um he really wanted uh Tuesday night to wear a really skimpy bikini oh, in, the, in, the, in the beach scene because he goes, well, I know what the young boys want to watch. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And she was like, there is no way I'm coming out and what he wanted me to wear, which was a piece of string, which is why she has the skirt thing on. Oh, in, in the thing. yeah. And like, like he's just like, I, I, I don't know. It's what young people like to watch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude. We never, we never drank our fudgy cream. Oh, for fuck, tonight. we didn't. Fudge. Fudge. Should we crack it now? <laughs> Uh yeah. Yeah, we probably should. Well, we'll do it after the show. We're gonna go out with it tonight. Yeah. Dessert beer. Yeah, baby. Yeah. All only, right. Well, hey, it's only one then. it's only one thirty and I only have to be uh my tea time's not till nine fifty five. I'm good. <sighs> I'm be, good, dude. I have an alarm set for five forty five. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. I'm not getting up, but it's for her. She works in the morning, so So why's your back, alarm back, set? Backup alarm. Just in case hers doesn't go off. We have two. Oh, you guys are gross. Right? Well, it's the backup alarm, baby. It's better than being late to work, I guess. No, oh, fuck. <laughs> Be late. I'm going to wake up to her <laughs> alarm regardless, so what does it matter? Do you wake up no matter what? Oh, yeah. I'm a light sleeper. Do you? Yeah, I'm a light sleeper. So it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it honestly doesn't matter. Bro, I'm heavy as shit. I will actually... I'll set my alarm. And when I... I don't know if you do this, but I, I'll set my alarm and I'll start it at 645. Oh, I snooze like crazy. 645... 6.50, I won't remember any of them. Oh, no, I don't yeah, remember I any do. of them. I'll snooze every single one of them, and I oh, don't remember yeah, any no. of them. No, I'll I'll remember them all. It's it, pretty much from the when the first one goes off is that's that is the hour of you know spoon time in the morning. Oh God. Oh. Yuck, dude. <laughs> hey, cheers me and good night me. All right. Cheers and good night. Um, Spoon me, me, baby. uh, Thanks for joining us for another fantastic installment of the fucking (laughs) Nightmare on Elm Street and the Buzzkill podcast and all that shit. What's this week called? All that happy horse shit. Fred Fest. Fred Fest. Yeah. Oh, Fred Fest. I like that one. Fred Fest. Fred Fest. Um, Yeah. So thanks for um, joining us for Fred Fest. We'll be back. Next, Next week, week with, with Hall- another na- not Halloween Freddy Five, another name. Nightmare Five. There we go. F Five. F Five, baby. Dude, wait. How many? How many? Nightmare? Oh my god! Can we do Twister next week with F Five? No, I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna say. Let's do F Nine, the new Fast and Furious movie. Oh, I do love that movie. It's good. Let's get the bloody good film podcast dudes in here, and we'll do. Is is there a ninth installment of Elm Street? No, I don't no. Think so. Damn it. Yep. I was going to say, we'll do F9 and whatever the ninth installment of Elm Street is. No. Uh, yeah, so anyway, we'll be back next week with the fifth installment of Freddy Fest. Fred. And, and something else. What is, is it? Uh, uh, the Dream Child, so we can do child movies. The Dream Baby Child? Baby movies, yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, this could be a good time to do the remake of Goodnight Mommy. Oh, with because out now. Oh my, children, we're hitting a lot of new stuff because I think by the end of the month we're gonna do period stuff. No, (laughs) (laughs) no. What's the other new movie that's coming out that we were thinking about doing? Oh well, we're gonna do Hellraiser. Oh Hellraiser, yeah, of course. 
All right. That's well, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. We don't need to talk about this right now. We'll figure it out. Yep. But uh, if you want to find us before next week, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. And if you want to find us on Twitter, you can find us at the Buzzkill PC. We're on all major streaming sites, so um, it's pretty easy to find us. So if you can't, fuck off. I I, I don't know what to tell you. It's pretty easy to find us. We're on Spotify. We are. At like, on Apple Podcasts. Like, fucking everybody has Spotify. Everybody has Apple. Everybody. Well, not everybody. You don't. I can still access it. <laughs> I'm not an invalid. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, if I, just go listen to us. Tell your Aunt Margaret about us. Nah, she sounds like a bitch. Yeah, that bitch. Tell, tell maybe, you know what? Tell, tell Cousin Ronnie. He sounds like a stand-up guy. How old is he? Because anybody who still goes by like the the IE yeah. at the end um, is probably a piece of shit. Yeah, he's... Like if I still went by Jimmy, I'd most likely yeah, be a bigger piece of shit than I am right now. Definitely in his late 50s. Oh, Ronnie. Yeah. Get yeah. your life together, dude. <laughs> Start listening to the Buzzkill podcast and get your fucking life together, dude. All right. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Sounds good. Michael? James? Cheers, brother. Cheers. Have a good night. Adios.